0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast.
2: Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast.
1: This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. <laughs>
3: Sarah Wayne Callies and you're listening
2: to Zombiecast.
4: This is Laurie Holden and you're listening to Zombiecast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to Zombiecast. You better be listening to it too. Well you are if you're hearing me. So keep listening.
0: hey y'all this is lou temple you know me as axel from the walking dead and i'm here to tell you zombie cast stay tuned in you follow me
4: and thank you romero for that super awesome introduction this weekend welcome zombies to zombie cast an unofficial guide to all things zombie episode 165 where i'm sean i'm matt i'm norma and i'm ted and thank you, Zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, at allgames.com forward slash chat. You can come over here and mingle with the chatters. Uh, have a good time over here mingle with the show. It's a lot of good family peeps over here love the horror and comedy that we put out each week. We want to thank all those chatters in chat right now. We love you guys. Uh, We do want to remind you guys to go over to dot com. is the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. You can go over there and browse all the latest horror news articles. Zombies, The Walking Dead, no matter what it is, it's going to be over there. Uh, And while you're browsing those news articles, on the bottom right, you can stream ZombieCast over there and listen to our beautiful voices while you browse the Research Society. Uh, We do want to remind all you guys to go over to the social medias, Facebook, uh, search ZombieCast like our fan page over there. We don't, we, we need a lot of love over there. And uh, go over to the Twitters and search ZombieCast World. Follow us there. Click the banner up top and follow each individual host. And, and all that's available over at ZombieCast.net. Last couple and, of weeks I haven't mentioned ZombieCast.net. There's, uh,
7: there's a new Instagram
4: there's too. A, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> what, what do we search, Ted? ZombieCast zombie cast that's right so go over to instagram we got some uh we got some good stuff over there ted was at uh at return of the living dead panel this past weekend over in los angeles so we got pictures from that pictures from me ted and matt uh on the set of yeah, the walking dead some, fighting uh, invisible in Sinoy, zombies
0: right? well we were, we were uh, a
1: couple of pictures from Sonoy when we went to see the set of the walking yeah. dead right that, that famous train uh, track picture
7: yeah i've got yeah, we, i've got we, a phone we were, loaded full of Crazy pictures. Like that's
1: for per- whatever happened to that trailer that you made while we were there. Ted? I thought about that the other that's- day. Remember, you were making piecing that all together.
7: No, that's on YouTube. You guys saw that. Sonoia Paranoia.
1: OK, you that's the one that's, uh, that Sean
7: keeps referring to. I, I don't
1: think I ever saw the finished product.
6: What? Yeah, me either. Yeah,
4: yeah me, okay. me either. The only one that that's- I heard about was Maddo's Britches. <laughs> OK, well, I, I'll, uh, I'll,
2: I'll
7: lay on my I'll website, link. though. I will link you all to that yeah. <laughs> after the show, I guess, because I, I thought you all did. I don't know. That's been up for, like, since October or something. I don't yeah, know. dude, yeah, not know just, I have
1: never heard you mention it. I
4: thought uh, maybe I you thought made I did. it, didn't post it. or <laughs> We're on the download low, Matt. We, we... I don't know. <laughs> we kicked to the curb from the Ted. I, I think I, get I did. his door busted did. down. He forgets about us. Uh, guys, we do got a lot of <laughs> announcements tonight. We got a huge show tonight, huge show tonight with several guests. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Lou Temple from the new Rob Zombie film, 31 uh, you know you guys have been seeing the pictures all over the all over the interwebs worldwide and uh norma telephone uh but uh but uh lou temples gonna be stopping in you remember last time he was on uh he talked a lot about hanging with johnny depp denzel washington a lot of good stories from him and you know what i watched the devil's rejects last night and i want to ask him about that famous bed scene so uh, we're gonna be talking to those guys and then uh tad dude we got some other guests Tell us about we that. Do. It's going to be coming on. Don't, don't announce them yet because we got an announcement to make. But, uh, but who's going to be joining us first? Uh, and then we will make the announcement and then introduce these cats.
7: We have from uh, SinfulCelluloid.com, personal friend of mine, the the lovely and talented, knows more about horror than anybody I've ever met, uh, Christopher Jimenez and Miranda Angers. Awesome.
4: What, what, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and bring them in. Miranda, how are you
3: doing? I'm good, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me tonight.
4: Yeah, absolutely yeah. Miranda, thanks for coming Miranda uh, you know here at ZombieCast the first time we have a guest on we got to get your definition of a zombie you know that it could be you know zombies could be a million things you know, you can have a million people and have a million different definitions you know some Scooby-Doo some's Indiana Jones some is Romero some's The Walking Dead but Miranda what's the definition of a zombie to you whenever you're going to a theater what do you want to see what's your what's your zombie <laughs> I think there's a lot
3: of different kinds of zombies um I think the basic creep, it would be any creature um, that's devoid of any intellectual thought, driven by a single need, usually to feed. I like it. It could be living, a living infected person, such as, you know, 28 days later, Resident Evil, or it could be someone rose from the dead, something like Night of the Living Dead or Evil Dead.
1: Are you a Game of Thrones fan, by the way? No, I
3: um, actually have never
1: checked it out. I, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on the uh, the zombies in that one, too, because that was a debate for us a little while back. So a if White you ever watch the show, the, let's White know, the White Walkers. Yeah. And
4: okay, let's, have your Matt, let's
1: get to that then.
4: Matt will get you a copy. I don't think they carry it up there in Canada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Uh, I kid, I I kid. you, I'm kidding. I'm I'm uh, Christopher, but, uh there, but, yeah. oh,
7: Christopher's definition of a zombie. What what do you feel that uh rage zombies like twenty eight days later are actual zombies? I, I don't consider them to be real zombies because they're not dead. I do because
5: I mean if we go all the way back to you know, like the real definition of a zombie, voodoo zombie, it's just it's you know, like Miranda was saying, it's any creature that's devoid and just driven by a function. So You know, I'll go with that. I'll go with any kind of zombie. I like flesh eating zombies. I like cannibalistic risen from the dead zombies personally. But you know, I can (laughs) I can roll with any kind of zombie, just entertain me. So white walkers are these zombies. White walkers are zombies in my opinion.
7: That's the man right there, and this guy. This guy knows a lot, so I, I have to believe him. I have to agree. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. But, but guys, we're we're gonna get all into uh, the company. That, I mean, it's all about horror. We're gonna get into it with you guys. But we got an announcement to make, uh, right? Quick, uh, on behalf of Uncanny X Bros, the guys over there, we had a contest the last couple of weeks uh, with some secret words on the last episode, and, and we got a winner. And I believe that winner's in chat. <laughs> but wait, uh, before but, but, we
6: say the winner, but, are we gonna call say all the words out? <laughs>
4: <laughs> we can. I, I don't oh, have them here. Sn- have mine's Dookie, <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but we will say the words. But but what this contest was was we had uh, seven words hidden, and actually all all the words were hidden after the outro last week. So a lot of people's like, man, they're not in there, but they were. You had to listen to the outro, and all those were stored. It's the very last bit of the show. But uh, what 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 we were giving away was a a an exclusive San Diego Comic Con Negan bat that you could only get at San Diego Comic-Con, a Dead Rising uh, poster that, that was signed by by the cast and the director of uh, Dead Rising. What was that on? Crackle? Watch, Crackle? Watch Tower on Crackle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we're giving away that poster that was a Walking Dead bag. I mean, there's tons. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. And then an autograph poster from us, the full crew of ZombieCast, which uh, I haven't uh, received it yet, <laughs> but uh, I'm, it's I'm coming, waiting It's patiently. coming to me that it's
7: coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dad, get back over here,
1: uh, Ted, Ted. Can you uh, please send me your address again? Maybe just email it to me because it's lost in yeah. our chat thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ted, yeah. No problem.
7: Ted, are you Ted, a want no, oh, no. gonna doodle on it? I am gonna doodle on it. Yeah, I really want to draw, oh. draw...
4: right across. Ted's Sean's got that LA internet. Ted, <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to bed, are you tonight? Say what? Ted, you, you know, cracked you, up you, a little you're bit. You're cutting out. Oh, you, you're, you're good now you're though. You no Yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, Ted, dude, I swear, dude, there's not going to be ding-dong pictures on your cheek when I get done with it. Okay. Yeah, I could doodle <laughs> on it too. I'm the last one to get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, let's no. announce the winner. Who <laughs> won? Let's announce the winner. I'm glad uh, I had that
6: picture first. Then, you know what, Ted.
4: You should announce the winner tonight. So drumroll, Matt, Norma, me. Brr.
6: Wait, wait, wait. Our words, our words. I want to make the the winner wait. I'm sorry. I know who you are, but you're going to have to wait longer. Matt, what was your word?
1: It was either dirigible or moose knuckle. I can't remember which one you use. Dirigible? <laughs> yeah, yeah dirigible. We
6: made him, like, put it in a <laughs> sentence for us, give us a definition.
7: <laughs> it's an airship
1: thingy. Right? I was just trying to – anyways. Temps I went with Moose Knuckle, though. <laughs> I
7: think my word was taint. Taint. <laughs>
6: and, and mine was balls.
1: <laughs> to go with taint. See how mature we are. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Mine Mal, was dookie. For for Green Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. Nice. Green Day. The and, the is... and the winner wiener... Should we announce the winner? I was
4: Here thrilled right for the, the winner. Me? Drum roll. Yeah.
7: Yeah. And the winner, the winner is, is Ted! Jedi of Light.
6: Yay, Yay Jedi! On, Jedi. Yeah.
7: You, congratulations,
6: Jedi. Jedi. So,
7: so yeah, he, he was on the ball with that. Like, Email pretty fast. Yes, yeah, and he light said light
6: in chat, he's like, I'm going to win this. And he was right. <laughs> he did it. I was so proud of him. So excited. Yep. So congratulations, yeah, Jedi, Jedi yeah. of Light. Yeah. Cool.
4: So Chad, dude, I'm going to give you the reins yeah. of ZombieCast, man. Alright,
7: so study. I, oh, 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 nope, he's crackling. Chris, tell us about sinful sin. Wait, start over, Ted. Oh my, am I crackling up? Yeah, a little bit. We'll make yep. this an edit Don't no worry. Take it off video, Ted. Can you hear me? Yes.
1: Yeah.
7: Okay. Oh yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can <laughs> you <laughs> hear me now? Now yeah. you're better. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So so Christopher Miranda, tell us about Sinf- uh, Sinful Sin- Floyd. Com.
1: He's still Sinful. crackling out. <laughs> F-
7: yeah. Yeah,
1: One second you guys, we'll we'll fix those stories. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call uh, we'll call Ted back. I am gonna go off video too in case that's um effing up the, the feed here.
4: Okay. Yeah, so so let me add Ted back. I'm Actually not, I'm I'm gonna not stay Ted.
1: on. I'm staying on video.
4: Alright, you Wait. do it. Not that nah, bad.
1: bad. Screw it.
6: <laughs> I'm back on you, man.
5: So That's Miranda, funny. tell us about Simple. Yeah, Cell. we hear
3: you. Um, you. Go. Oh, Simple Siloid! It's only the best website you can go to to get your latest horror news. And yeah. he has some awesome teammates. Um, we all kind of review retro movies and new movies. We like to talk about a lot of different stuff. We have a lot of fun over at Simple Siloid, creeping people out all day long. <laughs>
5: Miranda does video, and she does some great videos sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's, ah, yeah.
5: Miranda's yeah. in charge of Titty Tuesday, so...
4: <laughs> yes.
5: tell, her what t- tell her what Titty Tuesday is. Titty
4: yes, Tuesday is... Tomorrow! Tuesday. tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My
3: favorite day of the week. So I choose a movie, and I feature where you can stop the movie... So you can see any titty action.
1: <laughs> You're like that Howard Stern guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I respect I that. Also, Miranda,
7: what, what films have you seen lately that you saw a really exceptional pair of titties in? And can you tell us can you tell us when in the film it happens? When wait wait, wait. I gotta get my pad. That's <laughs> it.
3: I don't know if I have any exact time on me right now, but I did just watch Zombie Strippers with Jenna Jameson. And that the one lovely, is
7: the lovely intent. Yes. If there's one thing we can say about Jenna Jameson, we will definitely need to watch zombie strippers to see her naked. You can't see her yes. naked anywhere else. No, yeah. Definitely a <laughs> yeah.
6: So that's a double bonus then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw a thing about, Je-
4: I saw a thing about Jenna Jameson uh, a while back. And, and, yeah, she's only been with, like, four guys. She used like like the same couple of guys for for all of her movies.
7: Yeah. So she's actually she's actually a classy babe who's only had four guys in her whole life.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Maybe maybe it was forty, <laughs> but I think four.
6: You <laughs> know, four. You cross out the zero. It doesn't count. It's all good. <laughs> and,
4: and, 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 you know, if anything, you got to go over and see Miranda. She, she, I mean, she she looks she looks more like Katy Perry than Katy Perry. Miranda <laughs> <laughs> she's she's, prettier than, a, Katie. she's, she's a, prettier than Katy Perry.
7: I admit, I'm, I'm crushing that. on this Miranda girl. I admit it.
1: Well, I got a question for both of you guys. So, someone put okay. in the chat Beavers. <laughs> are there a lot of titties in Beavers? Because that's, that's a selling <laughs> oh, oh. point, isn't
7: it? You know,
5: they're actually, I, if I recall correctly, there's only one pair of titties in Beavers. Uh, ah! Are you kidding it's, me? It's quality. Yeah.
7: It's like How there, many we, Beavers? We, we watched that love the I, I, Palm. I've
5: and seen <laughs>
7: beavers. There's one very attractive girl who's naked for most of that movie. That's I thought at that movie. point
6: it was more quantity than quality. <laughs> it's
5: quality. Do I have it
7: backwards? It's quality over quantity. Yeah,
5: Ted, I will bring her to Horror Trivia Night for you. <laughs>
7: yeah, I want to tell you, you know how I met – here's how I met Chris. Interesting. I don't know if Chris knows this. Um, we do, I tell you guys about Horror Trivia we do all the time at Jump Cut Cafe in, in Studio City. And the first time I ever went to that was like two years ago. Chris was the first person I ever met at Horror Trivia because – I don't know if you remember – First night I went, I got there crazy early because I didn't know better, and I was standing by myself behind. You were the second person that showed up. Yeah. And that's where we met. You were the first person I ever met at uh, Jump Cut Cafe Dead Right Hard Trivia Night. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, you know, you know uh, And a uh, hell of a nice guy. Ca- we talked and talked. Cowboy about.
4: Chris, right? You know, Ted <laughs> told us about these. I, I don't know if you're in this group or not, but there's these dicks that always win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. it sounds like these yep. jerk faces always win they <laughs> don't, don't say it quite they know mean. everything that sounds, he's a
6: little more polite
4: when he says yeah. it very they delicate
5: redneck torture family <laughs> <laughs> they're fuckers
7: they went every they went every time and I, me and chris have been on the same team before like several times and uh yeah we just basically have to sit there and take it and get abused and then go home empty-handed mm-hmm. um
5: here and the there. But between tickle. your legs, crying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go to the bar and drown our sorrows down at King's Head <laughs> for like two hours after. That
3: sounds like the most likely situation.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, Chris uh, and both of you, like, what horror movies, because I talked to Chris on the phone the other day and we discussed recent horror movies, what have you seen lately that you like, don't like, other people may have liked, you didn't like, What do you, what do you lately... Theatrically, you know, indie movies like anything. It'sidious three. It follows Boba Duke. I definitely want to hear Chris's opinion of the Boba Duke because we've discussed okay. the Boba. I got a couple for times.
5: you. I got a couple for you, Miranda. Why don't you go first? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the fire in a second.
3: <laughs> this is gonna be okay. good. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're going to bring the fire about. So um, one that I didn't really enjoy, which actually was a zombie film, was Maggie. I, I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah!
1: No! Yeah. No, no, like no. It. Let me just talk to Miranda, just for five, just for two seconds. Because <laughs> okay. my, my beef about Maggie was that everyone's praising Arnold Schwarzenegger for doing one face throughout the entire thing. <laughs> and I didn't find the acting very believable. And I, I found, like, I've seen that story a dozen times. It was just, just dour just very melancholy. It just didn't seem to have any peaks and valleys. It was just one note movie.
3: Nothing happened, really. It was depressing.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's not
6: Arnold's acting that I liked. I liked the... (laughs) And I'm going to hash this out again. I liked the idea that we were looking at one particular person as they are going through this transformation and how it deals with a family um, having a loved one go through that. And that's what I liked about it because... It wasn't a story that we've seen all the time, you know, oh, for an zombie apocalypse, oh, now what are we going to do, now we got to survive. It was more of a personal, um, very deep look into a specific family, and that is what I liked about Matt. I just
1: didn't think it was deep at all, it was just it's like, oh, I'm sad, oh, I'm sad. Matt,
6: you you're, would be sad, a, too. But there was
1: no sadness. Arnold's just like, I'm sad now, sitting but on this. But that's Arnold. He's <laughs> <You> like, <laughs> to
6: dying, Ben Stein talks the same way no matter what. Arnold has <laughs> the same
3: look no matter what. Ooh, it
6: that
7: would have been a good happen. movie.
3: You I, but don't you think that even if it wasn't about a zombie apocalypse, she could have had cancer and it would have been the same story. Yeah,
7: it's the same. Yeah, oh, yeah. we talked about it. It's, just, it's not yeah. about the zombies. It's about just a, a, a girl with a terminal illness. It could have been any illness. Yeah. It's the it's same. That, yeah. Shailene Woodley. Yeah,
6: this illness can be That's deadly name, for everybody Shailene. around them.
7: That's- but we did say the difference yeah. is when when cancer fi- when you finally succumb to cancer you're not going to turn into a cannibalistic rage monster.
5: Done. Have you succumbed to cancer?
7: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but my my grandmother did, and she ran <laughs> amuck through the house, uh, tackling people left and right. So this got dark. Wait, Go, grandma.
4: <laughs> she yeah, looked
7: he- like that. She looked like that old lady that was in what's that crappy. Uh, what was that movie with, uh, oh, God, who was he? Dennis Quaid, they, they, it's like the angels were coming. You remember oh that movie? God. They were I was
5: going to a different creepy old lady attacking. I was going you to, the board,
7: old, you to. You record. were the old lady jumping up in the corner in the trailer we all saw? <laughs> that was how she was, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs>
5: <Dominions>? <laughs> what's
7: Dominion. that movie? You know, you know it's, it's Dennis know Quaid. And, he's in the desert and like angels. Paul Bettany's an angel. Yeah.
5: yeah.
1: Oh.
7: oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um,
1: Dominions. It's, 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 it's... that's the one. Minion, Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah.
7: Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. But Chris, I, It Follows, Bob, we, Matt and I recently watched It Follows. I, Matt liked it more than I did. I liked it a lot, but I, I liked the first half, then I thought the second half, it started to kind of break its own rules, run out of steam a bit. Amazing soundtrack, though. But I really want to hear your opinion on the Bobadoo, because we've talked about the whole, it's the scariest ah, I movie ever made.
5: I'll give, you, I'll give you both. I'll give you both. How honest do you want me to be? How oh. honest can I be on Oh, air? be honest. You're us. Tell us we're idiots. Fuck those bunnies by bunnies. our
6: toes.
5: Fuck really? <laughs> it follows. It follows, sucks you in. If First of all, if you saw the guest, you're kind of crushing on Malika, Makia, whatever the fuck Blondie's name is. <laughs> so, you, All right, so you're kind of there. It's about her and sex. Okay, I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> or whatever. So, okay, I'm there. And it's got a cool premise, and the opening 10 minutes, which I saw long before it came out, I was blown away. I was ready to watch this fucking movie. Then I watched the movie, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm all right, okay, I'm into it, I'm going, I'm going, and then it just plateaued about 20 minutes in, and never went anywhere. Uh It has no ending whatsoever. Uh It's just... Her and that little fruity kid, who I would steal <laughs> his lunch money and throw him in the trash can, walking yeah. together, they're going to be together. Really? Really. If they, <laughs> I had a thought.
7: I've, I've watched this movie a couple of times. More than I think I've watched it like three times. Um, Why? Why? I, I don't know. I, just, I, I have a weird fascination with it. If that, if that couple, first of all, the little fruity kid spends the whole movie just staring with a jealous face. Dude. That's all, all he does. He's just like,
5: like 90 pounds soaking wet. I could kick his ass half asleep and drunk. He's brave though. He was brave. Why is he brave? Because he's, he's a stalker?
1: The, he no, wanted the, to well, fight that is, ghost to get laid. I mean, he did everything for her.
7: That's the thing. It's like it's like the one dude, the good looking neighbor, he didn't believe she was telling the truth. He just wanted to get in her pants and he paid the price for it. And then that guy, he he believes she's telling the truth, but he's willing to take it just to get in her pants. He's like, I don't care if there's a ghost. I've been wanting to bang this girl since I was fifteen, and right. I will do it. And, you don't and um it. priorities.
5: Who he would be if this movie was made in 1986? <laughs> He'd be Anthony Michael Hall. He'd be Farmer Ted. Totally. Yes. <laughs> totally. Farmer He's Ted. Dead.
7: But, but so, I was thinking, if you ha- if if, they, if they're if they're a couple at the end of that movie, I was thinking when I last time I watched it, if they just keep banging each other, don't they just keep passing the demon back and forth forever? So like, it just, it's just kind of a level. weird. There are no rules. They'd have to there keep
5: follows it doesn't follow the rules and it makes no sense to dan and it has no ending. and the soundtrack i'm sorry i know i'm alone and ryan Turk would probably lose his fucking mind all over me but you know what the soundtrack <laughs> it's fucking noise i've had uh, it with like love the retro 80s soundtrack from people who <laughs>
7: yeah
5: no I'll, you know like what a video if I'm game. Goblin, i'll listen to
7: goblin <laughs> well, it's like a video game because the guy that made Fez made that to sound the It is.
5: <laughs> it's a sad video game rip. I could do that with like a MIDI file on my computer. <laughs> so you liked it then? Good. We're in agreement. Yes, you thought it was really like good yep. Watch it again. Yep. Okay, <laughs> movie number two, The Babadook. Here we yeah. go. Here we go.
7: Babadook, Babadook. Buckle in, everybody.
5: The Babadook was on my worst list of the year. Fuck the <laughs> nice. If I want to see a woman who can't deal with her child or life, I will go to Walmart. <laughs> I can do it Fifteen minutes. It's not going to take me an hour and forty. So no.
2: Nice. It was a miserable
5: nice. movie set up with all these little ancillary characters, which normally you expect to die. The annoying Every coworker morning. who shows up at her house, and saw the annoying lady who's like sickly and a little crazy. No, nobody <laughs> dies. The fucking dog dies. The only character in that movie I liked dies,
6: <laughs> and
5: that rat is It's the one that ass. went
6: down. Poor talkie.
5: Dude, if my kid showed up with a weapon, you know, the slingshot or the the crossbow or whatever other stupid shit he had, it's I'm gonna kick your ass, and that's that's coming right now. It's not. Go put it away, or I'll take it away. What kind of mother is that? <laughs> and then it has no payoff. The ba- the Babadook is Greek, and we're gonna keep it in the closet with Dad's jacket.
7: Is that is that? So, see, I never got the ending where it's in the basement. And she's feeding it worms. What does that even mean? Can you explain that? If you even thank know?
5: you, I can't. I could can explain it as lazy screenwriting are being written into a corner like boxing helena i don't have an ending fuck it it's a dream <laughs> that's the second time
1: boxing
7: leagues but um yeah we brought that up last week didn't, didn't boxing <laughs> helena come up because like, <laughs> i never understood the title i thought what like it the, was about like a fighting helena you're like no they put her in a box i was like but i thought it was like a metaphor for it was like a, a spar with this girl i was like no 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 they literally put her in a box
1: but, but i, I liked was the Baba like Duke. I didn't the Duke. i thought well. it was a oh sorry
5: it is a metaphor as well. I mean, yeah. he does go back and forth with her. If we want to get deep on boxing Helena, it works both ways. But well, I thought she so. was a metaphor to too,
1: right? Like what? Babadook, was was Duke a metaphor as well? Was it about dealing with it's grief and learning to live with it?
5: Yeah, it is. But the <laughs> problem is it's a lifetime movie, not the scariest movie of the year, William Freakhead. <laughs> right. Because uh, Lane Freak said it was scary, people said maybe it is scary and he like pulled the Jedi mind trick on them and everyone saying it's fucking terrifying.
1: It was not scary. I didn't know. Yeah.
7: As as I as I told everybody like like I said and I told Chris this on the phone the other day, it's like I if, if a good movie a good movie that's supposed to be like, a really scary, because nothing scares me anymore. I sit and watch movies in the theater just stone face, while everybody's screaming all around me. And I'm just like, shit, shit, like jump-out scenes. Like, <laughs> I have a friend I go to movies with, and a jump-out will happen. Everybody goes crazy, and we will just, like, slowly turn and look at each other. Because we just, like, it doesn't even affect us. But I will hype these movies up, and, okay, I'm going to watch this at midnight tonight, lights off. And Babadook, I'd heard for two weeks, this was the scariest movie of all time. Of all time. And I put that, yeah, everybody was saying Chris, you know, everybody was saying it. It was everywhere. And I put that movie on. And 20 minutes in, I tweeted and said, this, is, this movie is about a lonely, horny mother who has a mentally ill kid and she's fed up. That's what this is about. And an hour and a half later, I just turned it off and was like, I, I wasn't even like, fucking Annabelle <laughs> is a scarier movie than Bob
5: And Annabelle's weak. Annabelle's like a first draft <laughs> and they went to shoot. Yeah, You need a couple of go-overs. Okay, I will say this, because you brought up the mentally ill kid. That is never stated. And the reason I'm saying that is because there is a fellow journalist that we know who's going to remain nameless, but she's short and she wears glasses and she's kind of cute and she's really opinionated (laughs) and she's more famous than a lot of us, who lost her mind. On tw- not she didn't even call me and lose her mind. She did it on Twitter and ostracized did me. She have, because does she have reddish hair? Does
7: she have reddish hair?
5: Yes, she does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we know who we're talking about. Lost her mind saying you're not a woman, nor do you have a mentally ill kid. You don't know what you're talking about.
7: <laughs> but does she, she have, have a mentally ill kid? I don't think she does. She no. does
5: not. <laughs> I don't think-
7: okay. You know, she's
5: she's from the south, so you know.
7: I think I think she and I are from the same town. In fact. <laughs> well, thanks, sir. we are we are from the same city. So you so, know who I'm talking about. Yeah, she's yeah.
5: she lost her mind all over me because I didn't like the
7: movie. Well, I like I said I liked the movie. I thought it was well made, well acted. I just didn't think it was scary at all.
5: And and um, I said that in my review. I said it's a well acted, well shot mm-hmm. film. It's not a bad film from a technical standpoint you know i'm not an idiot yeah but it sucks <laughs>
7: now miranda now you are a, you are a woman uh yeah. normie you're a you're a woman too but we're talking to miranda right now. <laughs> okay. Miranda. i'm okay with that uh, your opinions <laughs> i your, only your count fi- for like a little part what of this that is girl no. talk, Ted. yeah this is, can... is this is girl talk to me right you can join it's in if you fun. want sean <laughs> Babadook. What did, you, what did you think of the Babadook? What did you think of It Follows, Babadook, Starry Eyes, all these latest movies? I I thought Starry Eyes was the best of those three. Yes, it is. If I, yeah, and and uh, I thought that movie was great. But specifically, I only I love one bad thing about Starry Eyes. But I have my gripes about Babadook and It Follows. What do you think?
3: I haven't seen Starry Eyes to be honest. But
2: <gasps> what?
7: I haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. But it's on I Netflix, fan and fanfare. there is an amazing set of boobs at the end of it for your two titty twos. <laughs> there you go. Good to know. Actually, stereotype was good.
6: I would you know recommend it. you watching. I, I, I think did. you would enjoy that.
3: I think and not just really for good. the boobs. It's on the list of must-sees. <laughs> but I can tell you, I really didn't like the Baba Duke either, and I found it actually-I'm not going to lie, I found myself laughing sometimes because. I just found the overuse of the word Babadook started to become kind of funny. And no, I didn't relate to the mom as a woman either. So I can agree with Christopher's opinion as well. I did not like the movie. And it was not scary.
7: <laughs> and the kid, did you, was that child like, that child replaced Jar Jar Banks as the most irritating movie anything ever? <laughs> yes. Like, was in the car screaming in his high-pitched little bit, ba- like, ah! like, yeah, I don't Ted, blame you. Ted was them, that mom. kid, right?
6: I'm like, Teddy no. you did so well. Can you try it again?
7: No, my dad would have pulled over no. and gotten a switch. No. Right? A switch off <laughs> the tree. That From kid needed south, a man. spanking. That kid just needed a spanking.
5: Wow, yeah. you got Southern on
4: us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, well, Chris and Miranda, Water let me down ask down you this. The hose, no less. Yeah. Chris and Miranda, let me ask you this, Then You know, we talk a lot uh, of, of a recent movie that, that – Kind of brought fear back to us, and I want to know what 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 you know a recommendation from you guys. But we always talk about Sinister. You know, kind of got to us. You know, it got to my wife during the day watching the movie Sinister. Yeah. But but, but well, what are some recommendations from 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 you guys? I mean, what, what's something that's scary? What what should we watch? New or old? What's the scariest you've seen? Old. Go for oh, it. Uh, this,
3: uh, Okay. The last movie that actually scared me was um, The Conjuring.
2: Oh, it got
3: me cool. late at night. I was scared. I didn't admit that to anyone <laughs> for <laughs> a long time after that one.
4: You're telling the world now, <laughs> it yeah, yeah, man. It got yeah. me. What's
7: that? So that might be another one where I, I, I kind of hate the situation of man because I literally have become so desensitized that I, I just can't. Get scared by movies anymore, Chris? Are you like Are you like me where you'll see something that's kind of creepy, but I don't I don't care how scary it is. I don't think about it. I don't have <laughs> trouble walking out in the dark after it. You know all these me things, and I, I, I wish I wish a movie could scare me, and they just they just don't.
5: No, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much to the point now where I can get scared. The thing is, learning to it's it's being in touch with your emotion. I can be scared. I can let myself go when we go to. Uh, the Queen Mary or whatever, and I can yeah, get scared yeah. for the whole night. I can go watch a movie and get scared if I allow myself to be in that position. So I can enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. You know, so Sinister scared me. Conjuring scared me. Sinister, um, sure. Briefly, yeah. or not briefly, recently, um, what I found actually really good and really scary is We're Still Here. Ooh, I need Ooh, to see that. Like that. What's that one? What's that it's one? really solid. It's, um a family that moved into a house where people were burned like way in the past and they keep wow, sucking wow. families in the feet off of them. That's kind of the basic gist of it with Barbara mm-hmm. Crampton. So I've been waiting for this for about a year and a half because I talked to Barbara about it on, um, on the set of Divine Tragedies. So I've been waiting for it and it finally came and it's just a solid piece. It's on VOD I believe still right now. So mm-hmm. well worth checking out. It's got it a pretty high rating on
1: uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a
7: 92%, actually.
1: It's a mm.
5: solid film. And I'm a first-time director.
7: Cool. Well, I have an even more serious question. This is d- definitely going to cause a lot of debate. Mo- more ridiculous creature in a horror... More ridiculous name, I should say. Babadook or Begool? <laughs> Which one's a more ridiculous <laughs> name that, that is said way too much in the film they're in? I could, the guy saying Begool, every time he said that in Sinister, I was just like, ugh, I cringed. I and and Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio even says you've got a bagul problem. Like, he says it's almost like a like mold in your house. You've got a bagul <laughs> problem.
5: I'm still going to have to go with Babadook on that, and I think it's just the quality of the film as a whole.
2: Yeah.
7: Sinister is scarier in the Babadook, if anything. Just for the lawnmower scene was better than anything in the Babadook.
5: The hanging scene. I saw Sinister yeah. the very first time <clears throat> at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning.
7: Mm-hmm. So... The opening yeah. is great, yeah. The opening little mm-hmm. video those little videos were all terrifying. That was the best part of that yeah. movie.
5: That's yeah. when down footage works. And that's mm-hmm. when when you use Super 8 or 16mm footage, that's when it works. You don't need a gimmick, just shoot
4: it like yeah. that. What was yeah. the Tooth Fairy movie? That was a pretty scary movie. Darkness Falls. No, it Darkness that. Falls. That was a good what? one. Are we talking about Darkness Falls
5: really seriously? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. made Fifty hey, dollars at me... the theater and <laughs> yeah, let's no. I right, saw right, me... I bought a ticket for Darkness Falls and snuck into the ring because Darkness Falls was so atrocious. I had to get something for my ten dollars. Oh. I walked into The Ring, which I was not going to see, and I enjoyed The Ring a lot more. And, I, I and was, then I, I got the, mad yeah. after because I saved yeah. my ticket stubs. I got uh, mad right. because my ticket stub says Darkness Falls. Uh, <laughs> a, I, what, think what,
7: the, what? I think The Ring is one of the last movies I've seen that actually, and that was, what, like 13 years ago. It's one of the last movies I've seen that I was like, that was a scary movie.
5: And then you saw The Ring 2 and you cried oh, because it was so stupid.
7: My friend and I watched The Ring 1 just to remind ourselves, and then we went to see The Ring 2, and just the downgrade was yeah it was it it was such a pile of garbage
5: and then the ring two on video which i bought oh it'll get better you know the unrated with 16 minutes of scary footage 16 minutes of footage of naomi watched walking around a fucking
7: park what it should have been you remember the little the little mini film that took place between ring one and two about the kids form a death circle in college that should have been the ring two Right. That should have been the whole movie. That was a much better plot. You don't don't even have Naomi Watts in it. She doesn't need to be in it. Just make it a whole. It's I don't know. That was a wasted yeah, opportunity. Shit, it's kind of it's kind of like Blair Witch Two, which Normie's good friends with Eduardo Sanchez. They nailed it with this first movie. Then it's like they immediately squandered it with the sequel. Okay, yeah.
5: okay. I know I'm going to catch shit for this. I love that film. I love. It's a good I
7: movie.
6: The last book, book of twenty
3: minutes.
5: Yeah. I love Book of, book book Shadows. of Shadows by myself. I love it <laughs> by myself in the corner with Halloween 2. In the corner like
7: <laughs> Michael Williams.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, oh, my God. I, I posted Halloween 2 the other day on Facebook for my morning Rob, movie. Right Rob, away,
7: zombies, Rob Zombie's Halloween Rob two. Zombie's
5: Halloween 2 and Mike Williams got on the fucking horn at 6 o'clock in the morning. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I get Zombie. a lot I get a lot of shit for that movie. <laughs> what does the
7: guy? I, I, I think I made a mistake. What's the guy who was stuck in the corner at the end of Blair Witch? Was his name Michael Williams? Also, he was
5: Michael Williams too.
7: So we have, yeah. So now I'm confused. Oh, no.
5: I'm talking about not Michael Williams. Michael Williamson. Okay.
7: Our, okay. Secret yeah. Secret 16. Michael Williamson. Right. Okay. Because yeah, I remember that guy's name was Michael Williams, the famous.
5: He, he is also on Zombie Renick Torture Family. Just going back to that for a sec.
7: Michael Williams. Right. Yeah, I know. I know who he is. I know he's who he is. He's a big
5: six-foot-four, big, burly, hairy, red Flintstone-looking guy. <laughs> yeah,
7: he's but... on Zombie Redneck. He's a nerd. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, Chris, l- let me ask yeah. you something, dude. I yeah, right. I've talked about this on ZombieCast, and and it's a movie that it's, – it's not really a horror movie, and Miranda also, that uh, my buddy told me to watch. And he's like, man, there's this part in this movie That'll scare you more than you've ever been scared before, and uh, you know he, he's like he's like it's it's it, it'll it'll just freaking scare you bad. So, so me and my wife rented this movie, uh, and and the, the when the part come up, I didn't I wasn't expecting it, and I swear it took my breath. And I mean, it, it scared me worse than somebody jumping out and saying "boo." I mean, it was like my, I mean, my <laughs> arms shook, my legs shook. And, and it took the breath right out of my chest. And I, and I had to pause to, to recollect myself because it scared me Good so lord, what is, what is it, Sean? Yeah. This must be, be the scariest thing ever. It's the scariest thing ever, and it's in the movie called The Forgotten. Oh. Did you ever see that movie? Oh. Wait, with yeah. the abducted kids? Yes, about the abducted kids, but there's a car wreck. It's a car wreck scene and you're not expecting it, and it scares you so damn bad. That was, was one like, of the th- first times they used that trick, where I mean, she's I mean, driving, I, I she gets hit. Like that was like one of the first times. That was yeah. a good I one. felt like I was in a car wreck, dude. It messed my mind up that bad. I mean, I spilled shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was forgot, like the best time. If you haven't seen nothing. it, watch it. Yeah, yeah.
5: No, okay. I have to agree there. I have to agree there.
4: Ah. Hey, baby, so Sean, you know is, right, Sean
1: is right about
7: something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so. <laughs> Remember, he, he
1: just said "Darkness Falls," though. So let's uh, let's even it out a little bit. Darkness Falls is good.
7: <laughs> I, I admit the the creature design at the end of Darkness Falls is pretty scary looking, though. When you see her have... unmasked burned yeah. face.
4: What, what Here, about original poltergeist? Stopped. All
7: right.
5: Here's a rule that I choose to live by. <laughs> I liked it. I never said it was good. Yeah. The Godfather. Well, I, 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 did... <laughs>
4: I, did, I, I didn't. I like forgotten, but
5: halloween too
7: yeah i have a saying chris which is just if i don't really if i see a movie and i don't love it i don't hate it i have no opinion like what's a movie i saw a movie recently like like the movie um dark skies that had felicity in the the alien movie i saw it there was nothing about it i didn't like it was just completely forgettable and i and i classified that as it's a movie i saw you know that's all i have to say about it i don't have an opinion i can't I have no criticisms of it but there's no, I didn't the second I left the theater I never thought about it ever again.
6: So it didn't like woo you but yet no. it doesn't it doesn't also make you want to talk about it just cuz it didn't suck.
7: It, it was a it was not a waste of 90 minutes. It's, it was an enjoyable movie but it's it's a movie that affected me 0%. I was not affected in any way negatively or positively by it. I just saw it. <laughs> hey, cool. it, 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 it was like a it was like a mild bowl of porridge, you know. It just wasn't too hot, was wasn't like too. Cold.
5: yeah. No, I have to agree there. Anytime that stuff comes out and just nails you, at it and it doesn't matter, but that's what you think about later. That's that's good storytelling.
7: Well, right. coming from both of you though, Miranda, and I want to get you in this. What's what movies are coming out in the future that we should look forward to? Because I. I tend to not know these movies are coming. I get involved in the hype. Like, I'd never heard of It Follows and The Babadook until the internet exploded about them. You know, that's how I... But, but I, I had the benefit of seeing Blair Witch way before the hype got it, and I think that's why I've always loved that movie. It's because I saw it three months before everybody else did. Um, but what's coming out that, you, that you're looking forward to? Okay, I'll say what
3: I'm looking forward to. One that, I mean, we've all heard of, definitely, Thirty One. Uh big yes. Um uh, what I'm really looking forward to, it's not coming out until next year though, would be the girl in the photograph, Wes Craven and Catherine Isabel. She was my favorite. Hmm. So I'm really gonna be looking forward to that one. Filmed in Canada.
5: Yeah. Hey, what's, <laughs> it about? what's the plot for that?
3: one? Well, I think um there's people uh are disappearing and there's always a photo being left behind of the same girl. So they're okay. trying to uh Find out her connection to all of them, the disappearances.
1: I'll support Canadian Horror. Yeah. It's
3: awesome.
1: That's going to be Ginger solid. Snaps. That's going to be solid. All right. Exactly. I think
3: it'll be solid for a lot of reasons. Yes. Produced
5: by Wes Craven as well. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he didn't direct oh, this. Just... So.
5: And then I'd have to say Final Girl, which hits uh, VOD in about two weeks on August 14th, I believe. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's gonna be solid. That's I'm looking forward to that. Um, we should have a review of that next week. So, yeah. Final Girl, did you say? Yeah. With um.
7: that, for me.
5: Abigail Breslin. Yeah, I'm. Oh, awesome. I like
7: Abigail Breslin. Matt, Matt, Maggie's in it. Matt and, yes. and uh, Miranda, your That's favorite. Awesome. Well, she can redeem Miranda's herself
5: out next week. So make sure you guys check it out.
7: Isn't Abigail wow. Breslin also in the Scream Queens show coming out? Yeah.
5: Yes, she is.
6: She's yeah. in a lot of stuff. She's she's amazing.
7: Now, Chris, yeah. of course, my favorite, and I'm totally joking, is Paranormal Activity 27, The Ghost Dimension. Um, what do you have to think about them? What do you think about Paranormal Activity?
5: Um, okay, first, Paranormal Activity. I like them. I don't not like them, although four really didn't have anything to say at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Mark ones was good because I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood. I'm half Mexican. And so when I watch stuff like that, I look for the authenticity of like the home and all that stuff. Just does it remind me of my childhood and that was 100%. It was like looking at a home video. So that was kind of cool. Um mm. and that it's a, it's not a bad film. Um as far as this this final one final quote one,
7: unquote quote unquote final one. You know,
5: um it's <laughs> you know we'll give it a we'll give it a shot. We'll see how it goes, but Supposedly they're supposed to answer all of our questions, they're supposed to bring it to a close, so I'm open to it. I mean, I don't go into any of them going, fuck another one, because if I was doing that, I wouldn't go see it. Right. I don't care if I'm seeing it at Blumhouse or if I'm going to a theater. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't waste my time doing it.
7: The first Paranormal Activity movie, I thought, actually, I remember I said The Ring was the last movie. Paranormal Activity yeah. 1 scared me pretty good. It did. Then, yeah, it scared me. Yeah, actually, the first one did, and then I think that was actually the last movie I can think of that I did get home and it was in my apartment. It was kind of like peeking over the shoulder a little bit, <laughs> turning uh, on all the lights. Yeah, and, and, the and, then, and I think I and I had some freaky dream about that movie that night. But then the sequel, I just I was I like the third one, but the other three, it's the escalation problem I have where the first one is so simple and it's just noises and lights, and then by the fifth one. You literally have guys with like assault weapons blowing away witches. Yeah, you know, and that's like that. That's they really sort of. That's the epitome of losing the subtlety in your franchise. Going from there's a noise outside to literally a gun battle with a coven of witches.
2: Hmm. And that's,
7: I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Um,
5: The original Blair Witch. You know how we all thought it was real and Mm because i saw it about two or three weeks before it was going to come out so before that of course we had been on hype machine for like two months of it's real these kids died i went to go see slc punk and they have the poster there outside the theater and i'm reading about this and i'm completely sucked in and i went home after a couple of weeks of this i went home after seeing the trailer and you see this behind me that is a small portion of my library I am digging through demonology book after demonology book after witchcraft history books, looking for the fucking Blair Witch. Two o'clock in the morning, freaked out, and I have an old retro style bell phone, like new old old bell phone. My fucking best friend calls me. It's like two o'clock in the morning, empty apartment. <laughs> not be louder. It might as well have been a fucking bathtub. It scares the shit out of me. <laughs> He's like, yeah. "What are you doing?" <laughs> Fuck nothing.
7: <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm chasing a myth that doesn't exist through a bunch of history books. Oh, right? Wow. I was pissed.
4: Right, <laughs> right. right.
7: But our, That's like so I've what? said, our, our very, our very own Norma here actually is, is friends and grew up with Eduardo Sanchez, the creator of the Blair Witch. Uh, coincidentally, so and, I, and I'm happy I am able to legitimately say that that's a great movie and not have to lie to Norma about its quality. <laughs> it's, it's a, but no, it's it's good. I, I I watched that movie again recently and it holds up. It's still good.
2: Yeah,
7: I agree. It is good. I always
6: tell him the last 20 minutes. It's one of the one of the movies that actually makes my like little arm hairs stand up as I'm watching it, and it just always gives me that same exact like panic attack in the last 20 minutes of that movie.
2: It's
4: crazy, right? right. Well, you know what, Miranda and Chris, you know, I, I've really enjoyed having you guys on, and you guys should stop by here monthly and let us know the, the ups and downs of what's to come. Uh, you know, in the in the horror movie genre, uh, things well, that you can recommend to. for the show and all. You know, so so maybe maybe once a month you guys can can dip in and we can have a have a, a segment with you guys. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. That would be cool.
5: Uh, I'd
7: love to have you two on.
4: Yeah, Thanks yeah, that. But, uh, do that. but but guys, but before we let you go, Miranda, why don't you tell people where people can find you? First off, oh, okay.
3: Well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, just search for Dolly Hearts on Instagram. I'm Dolly Hearts too on Twitter. Dolly Heart or Dolly underscore Hearts and just search me Dolly Hearts on Facebook, and you can find me, guys. You can check out Yay. all my videos. It'll be fun.
4: Yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I'm
7: there. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was, about to say you can also see her in her hit uh, music video "Waking Up in Vegas."
5: Uh,
4: yes,
7: <laughs> with, with, with the want, very talented uh, Joel David Moore from Hatchet and Avatar.
4: <laughs> nice, nice. And Chris, man, where can people find yeah. you, Cowboy Chris? Um, find me uh, everything's sinful celluloid. So at
5: sinful celluloid on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. You know, and you could see you know my goings on here in Los Angeles. Occasionally, you might see Ted there with me, mm-hmm. um, among other people. Only
7: if only if I'm lucky.
5: That's right. Only if you run into me at at uh, Halloween Town.
7: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I ran. Yeah, we were getting costumes. I ran into him in the parking. I took I took your parking spot, in fact, at yeah, Halloween okay. Town. And mm-hmm. then we ran. And then we ran into each other at uh, Rob Zombie's Great American Nightmare. Remember that? Yeah, we were, we were both we were in the house of a thousand corpses house, too. And I got left. But my group left me behind and I was trying to catch up and I ended up saying, oh, it's Chris. I'm just going to hang with him. <laughs> I think I walked
4: through with you instead. Yeah. That was yep. a good night. That was a good night. Yeah. That was a cool. But, night. So, yeah. I'll oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was going to say, you know, we'll see you guys in a few weeks, too. We're going to bring you back so you can recommend some stuff for us. Definitely. We will do. Yeah.
7: And I want to hear yeah, Chris yeah. Uh, rant against, find another movie to just go on a tirade against. I, I love it. Oh, there will be some.
4: <laughs> That's yes. Not hard. yes. But, but guys, hang and, on. And, and,
7: Miranda, and Miranda, I want you to make, uh, no joke, I want you to make a list of the best boobies you've seen in horror movies, and when when we can find right. them. It's, Matt's got his
4: pen ready, as you can see. And, <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
7: Matt, I'm going to type. Got,
4: yeah. Save it. Baby, yeah, we will get with you guys, but but hang on the line, and for the listeners, we'll be right back with Rob Zombie's Thirty One Star, Lou Temple, also from The Walking Dead, Unstoppable with Denzel Washington, What Is in the Long Ranger with Johnny Depp, but uh, Lou Temple, right back whenever we get with you. Be right back, guys. All right, zombies, we're back, and we got the man of the hour. You know, somebody that's always gave zombie cast a lot of respect, and we're thankful for this gentleman. You've seen him on, uh, you've seen him on The Walking Dead. You've seen him in Unstoppable with Denzel Washington. You've seen him with Johnny Depp, uh, Rango, uh, The Lone Ranger, and, and you. The, the the crazy famous The Devil's Rejects. But he's got a new upcoming movie coming up uh, from Rob Zombie, the master of horror, and it's called 31. But uh, Lou, dude, welcome back to ZombieCast,
0: man. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me. And and, and I so appreciate your audience uh, welcoming me on, as you all do. And I apologize for being gone so long. I, I've been busy, as you said, uh, doing a little bit of work for that um that Rob Zombie character, who uh, <laughs> who I promise you is uh, full on intensity in this movie Thirty One that 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 we put together, and uh, you know you never know what to expect with Rob. And the great thing about working with him and for him and and building something is he he's not tied to an expectation either. And I think he is actually prepared to be. Excited and surprised on the day as as we begin, uh, you know, putting putting up the the framing and and finally drywalling something, you know, and and wow, look at it! It's crazy, it's great. So this I promise will not dis- disappoint in it all. But thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm dude, excited.
4: Yeah, we're, get, we're gonna get into a couple of things, but Lou, dude, you know, last night. I watched The Devil's Rejects again. You know, whenever The Devil's Rejects come to the theater, I went to see it with my bros. Uh, I went the next day to take my wife because I loved it so much. And in the horror world, you know, I I think one of the most intense scenes in horror is from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The scene where they're sitting around the table and they're trying to chop the girl's head off. Uh, The one that I think is, is that powerful, Lou... That is as powerful as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the bed scene in The Devil's Rejects. Whenever all you guys are on the bed and and it's got the 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 lady from uh, yeah. Three's Company and, and they're stripping her off, dude. And yeah, I, but 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 <laughs> what I wanted to ask you, Lou, is last night when I was watching that scene, I was like, man, this is intense. But you were on that bed, Lou. I mean, wh- how, how yeah. do all you guys connect, man, and create the fear that because all you guys had the fear, you
0: know. Uh, well, uh, let me first say we are uh, a, a ten-year anniversary this year this this uh, this July uh, twenty-six. Nice. Thank you. Man. Well done, ten years. Nice. Can you believe it? We were all just shy little punks, and and now <laughs> we've become horror icononauts. Um, uh, so that scene, particularly, uh, you know, I remember as if it was yesterday. Right. Clearly. The intensity for that was ratcheted up um, several notches for several reasons. One, the space was incredibly small. It was an actual hotel, abandoned hotel, that's often used for filming out in in Palmdale. Um, it it was very small. It lacked air conditioning, so it was incredibly yes. hot. Um, and there were a lot of people, as you said, in, in the room. And... We were, you know, we were bouncing a lot of things off each other to feel how this would go, and on the front end of it, just just to be candid, I felt like we were all pushing very hard to make something happen that didn't need to, and and Rob had to actually pull us back to kind of get us grounded into a a, a sense of here and yeah. now. Uh, which was great. Now, now this started actually prior to, uh, I guess it was it was probably the day before when we shot the exterior scenes of the loadout, uh, where we were having a lot of fun about you know titties flapping yeah. and and riding a bull and that type of thing. <laughs> it's sort of uh, with our roadie Brian Posey and loading in. Once we got into the hotel for the next three four days, we worked those scenes. Um, things got even, just continued to peel layers off into into deeper, darker intensity. Uh, Rob was instrumental in that. I I would say if a director was ever engaged in his work and absolutely at the hub of what that intensity uh, and uh, darkness was, Rob was right there in the middle of it, absolutely pushing the buttons and mandating that we went to those places that we were nervous about going to, just just to be honest. And I really saw, a, you know, someone who I just adore personally, uh, as a as a dear friend, but respect as a craftsman. I really saw someone entirely get involved in his his work, and and it was inspiring, and it got us to those places. If I it, it is what I'm trying to say. So at some point there were. There was the scenes, um, you know, we first of all, uh, you know, we have a little fun with Priscilla Barnes on the bed who played Gloria and I at the television about the Rugsville and, and it, 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 you know, the bravado of Rugsville can kiss my ass. Ain't nothing but a bunch of chicken fuckers cornhole. Yeah. You know, cousin fuckers <laughs> cornhole. Right. Stock, fuck me running. <laughs> there's, there's that, which... You know, which was something that I kind of built for Adam Banjo because I knew that what I wanted to do was to have him have all of that wind. And then when the proverbial uh, shit hits the fan, that he would put on his wife's dress and, mm. and she would take care of him. Wendy would um, coddling him on the bed. So that was kind of fun. And then, um, and, and then, you know, the killers break in. And almost the, immediately, um, Brian Posehn comes in unannounced. He's dropped to his knees and executed yeah. Yeah. through the head, which was so unnerving. And it happened that quick. And for me, things like that, like a, like when a fight breaks out and a guy punches someone in the nose, that's just, it startles you. And so mm-hmm. I think those were the kinds of moments that Rob sculpted to help ratchet the tension. So one of the things, he he challenged each of us to react. I want you to react, not in your character's way, but I want to see your reactions. And my reaction <laughs> would be just really to be violently ill, which was the worst idea I ever came up with, with four cans of... Uh, uh, Campbell's clam chowder later um <laughs> throwing up on the bed losing my lungs yeah you did yeah um, yes which uh which of course led to Bill Mosley's famous you know uh improv lines you know throwing up uh, is that you know is that something you and your wife do is that a thing you two have or yeah. you know uh <laughs> so then we get to the point where Priscilla is going to be essentially uh violated by otis bill's character and and that was very difficult it was difficult for every party and Priscilla made a very strong choice to play the other way and actually engage in enjoying yeah. it and and trying to overwhelm otis's affections with her own you know uh and I thought that was so brave and and, and it and it worked and it was hard because we all put ourselves in the husband's shoes and in Jeffrey Lewis uh his character Roy God god rest Jeffrey's soul he's just passed recently I learned so much from him and it was such a joy to have been a, yeah. you know to have been part of of, of something that that he yeah. was part of and 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 right then at that point when Priscilla kept taking things off and that gun barrel got into her private netherworld and she accepted it and maybe a little deeper and a little further than (laughs) it should be and all of these things were very made all of us nervous and made all of us uncomfortable and unsettled and I think the audience that we were the audience, so I know that you watching were were unnerved by it, and it, it just was. It was Rob asking us to do something more than we came to do, and I I think that he bought our confidence in him through everything, whatever we needed always. And and it's always like this with Rob Zombie, whatever you need on the day to do the best job you can and the bigger job that you can do, he provides. So, so that was the instance. And I know that Bill Mosley, and you'll talk to him someday about this, or maybe you have, he had a lot of problem um, just physically and emotionally carrying through what he had to do. And Rob said, look, you know, this is, this has got to be, you know, you you have to let go of whatever reservations you have and push through that. I need that. I need, and so Rob kept pressing those buttons, and the outcome is what I think is really a, the payoff's a great scene, the, the scene that you talk about, which scene, you know, admittedly, awesome. you'd say that was very, inc- it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah. we go from full frontal nudity of of Kate Norby, Wendy to uh to that scene with a, a, a you know a, a gun barrel in in uh Priscilla's Harry Potter uh, <laughs> to uh, you know uh, full on barfing uh, on on my end of things and a buck owens uh fashion statement on the television so I love it um,
4: that's, that's so rob zombie oh, right there man and, and you keep talking
0: all of them, yeah. And
4: you know, you keep talking about Priscilla. And people that haven't seen it, you know, Priscilla, you know, is she was on Three's Company with uh, John Ritter, dude. And I think she was one yeah. of my first crushes, man. She came after Suzanne Summer left, but uh, yeah, I think she was a lot hotter. She man, replaced
0: Suzanne Summer. Yeah, she was a a, a California uh, beauty pageant queen. She was she was a Bond girl. Uh, she she had done uh, a lot of. Uh, a stage, a lot of, uh, television. She was, you know, in the eighties, arguably with Farrah Fawcett majors and, and Linda Carter, everyone's first crush of that generation. Um, and, and went on to do some cool indie stuff like, uh, uh mall rats and, uh, the crossing mm-hmm. guard. And then, and lo and behold, we, uh, we had her. And most recently she can be seen in, um, uh, Jane the Virgin, uh, she had a run on Jane the Virgin as a uh, uh, someone's mother. So she's fantastic and incredibly committed. Um, Jeffrey Lewis was just ideal. One of the great things is he actually found a way during that whole event to be connected to an obscure horror movie that Rob was playing on the television. I, I think it was. It had something to do with an octopus, uh, <laughs> you know. And and Jeffrey was like, "This movie is great. Have you ever seen it? You know, it's like from the nineteen sixties or something. It was some cheesy, campy, you know, monster movie, and which frustrated Bill Mosley because Bill really was trying to. I really want to get under your skin and Jeffrey wouldn't let him do that. So that's the right savvy of a real veteran actor. And he was, Jeffrey was so great and he's great in the movie, the scene with he and Sherry. And remember Sherry hadn't had as near as much experience as she does now. It was a lot of, a lot of uh, working with some, you know, credited actors on her end of things. So, she will always talk about that scene that she did at the ice machine um, with Jeffrey as, as one of her, you know, first real big acting scenes in her career. So just, it's just an incredible uh, delight. Uh, I had so much fun and so much work was attached to all of those scenes. There were, there were days of the actual filming, but but weeks in, in rehearsal process, just amongst ourselves, we get together at a coffee shop and kick stuff around, and we build something that was way over the top and way too big and campy. And then Rob would tear it down, and say, "You fuckers, quit calling each other. You know, <laughs> um, let me let me handle the direction." And uh, so, but I think we got it right, and I'm so proud to be part yeah. of that movie. Well, Ted. Ted, all-
4: you know you, you're cult classic mm-hmm. horror Yo. I mean would you agree, dude, that that bad scene was was like up there with the with the grandpa scene in Texas chainsaw
7: uh I, I remember sitting in the theater with my friend two friends I saw with and it was just very awkward, yeah yeah while watching it it was extremely awkward, but what do you, you said about Bill Mosley? I saw a documentary um I can't remember what it was, but it might have been like the scariest scenes like they had like bravos and Bill Mosley talked about how that scene was making him sick to do, and the exact quote that Rob Zombie said was, art is not safe, is what he yes. told Bill Mosley. Yes. And I, I remember that, because what you said, yeah, I was actually going to bring that
0: up before you said it. And, that- you know, it, we don't think of Rob because, first of all, he's so cool that we never, you know, we don't. And he's so normal, and he, he's he's actually a real... Blue collar kind of guy, and comes from a blue collar upbringing, and mm-hmm. and and he's just a regular guy, and he likes regular. He likes regular approach, you know. Just let's not get too, But the reality is, he's an incredible artist, and he thinks about things, and he reads, and and he's incredibly well read and well versed on many many subjects and topics to the point of, as we've all seen, that you know he's been picked as a. Marx brothers aficionado that he will direct this, this Groucho marx oh, wow. uh that's cool pick, uh coming up soon which is which is a real you know that that's a real uh nod of acceptance because that's going to be a hollywood movie that very well may you know i don't know who he'll have to be working with but uh, you know it, it it will be like the films that we've seen about, you know, um, some of you know, our greats and, and Rob's picked to direct that. So he's very artistic. And so art is not safe is, is very applicable to come from his, his voice. Um, he, as you, as you know, and Ted, you know, this in his movies, uh, that, he has an ensemble cast and essentially he brings them in because he knows what they're bringing to the party and he has built the framework of a story but it's really going to be painted by his ensemble cast and he is looking for that so if you show up to his party without being dipped uh you'll be asked to leave it's that <laughs> if you don't have something He doesn't have time to give it to you. Now, he will hire somebody because he's hired Sid Haig and Bill Mosley and William Forsyth and Michael Berryman and Clint Howard and Ken Foray, of course, and E.G. Daly, and the list goes on. Lou Temple, he knows he can take time then. And spend time to work and get to know someone new a la in the day, Malcolm McDowell, who's now a regular of his, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think it's a great formula that he understands i I'm afforded more time with the scenes from people that I don't know as well because of my my regulars my my team on the other side and um you know, I think Tarantino has this uh, this this model. Uh, Rodriguez ar- arguably Robert does. Uh, you know, I think Eli Roth does a little bit too. And I always find it interesting. I think there's, I think there's an, uh, and you'll someone check on this, but I I think there's an unwritten rule that none of them cross over. Not many of us have worked in the other camps. Now, Danny Trejo would break my my theory obviously well,
7: he, he, well he's in every movie that's ever been produced okay he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like literally so, so
0: maybe the, he's he's the aberration but for the most you know and I've been in I've auditioned and I've met uh Robert on several occasions as well as Quentin I've had both of them applaud me for my work with Rob and 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 really inquire about what I'd want to do in this venue and it, whichever of these movies, but I've never once been hired, and I can't think of like Sid or Bill or or any of the other people of Rob's camp, really. Nor is Rob really taken on some of their their regulars. Maybe it's a maybe it's just a an agreement, a silent agreement between. I think them it's
4: all. what draws me into the Rob yeah. movies is you guys, Lou.
0: Yeah, we have a good group. You know, I when I was introduced to Rob Zombie, I think we talked about it last time, I didn't know him other than his music, and I, I didn't know his sensibility at all, and I, I was nervous about that because it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I'd never read on paper the types of things that were that he had written. I didn't think you could actually write that and send it out and people would read it. And not be offended, um, or not call the cops. But <laughs> oh, no. all that aside, you know, a good friend of mine, as we we talked about last time, Walton Goggins, had gave me uh, just the heads up. You know, dude, you're you're gonna have a really incredible artistic experience, which is really what that is, and I've come to love that with Rob. But also more than that, I, I think you're gonna have a friend for life, which. Which, aside from all the great work that we hope to do and that we do, uh, I am really I really enjoy Rob's company as much as anything on a friendship basis. But getting back to just getting started with Rob, and I had not done a horror movie before The Devil's Rejects, one of the great things for me we spoke about, and I had done a lot of work prior to, but not in the horror genre, Bill Mosley and Sid Haig, and even Ken Foray, have a natural capacity to invade your personal space in a scene they just have this ever so subtle movement into your personal space and when they're talking to you when they're turning their head to motion to you all of a sudden and and it's unsettling it's natural uh in this in their work and I think it's part and parcel of what great horror legacy and, um, you know, all the great horror icons, I think, have had this, this trait, this characteristic, this skill, this skill set, this quality that even if it's not another character's space, it's in the presence of the camera that they can just push in without the camera pushing into them. Check it out when you watch some of your, your cult classics and recognize Uh, that and 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 it was just something that they did naturally. And I spoke with Mosley a little bit about it, and he said, Yeah, you got, but you got to be careful because it's really subtle. Yeah, and uh, and hey, Sid might be the best at it. Um, (laughs) and it's he has such a presence anyway, you know. And and I, I just, uh, I'm an observer, I think that's. My best skill, observation and mimic. So I watched a lot on this set. I would go when I wasn't, uh, when it wasn't uh, my day to work or or called. I loved watching Forsythe, uh, and I loved watching Mosley and, and Sherry in the middle of it learning. I watched her learn, yeah. even though she didn't even know she was learning. And 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 Sid and uh, and don't think it was tutti fucking fruity. It wasn't. It was a lot. There were days. You know there were days they didn't like each other. I promise you. There were oh, days really? Bill. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> the ice cream, dude. I
0: love that. Yeah.
1: So, so, there's yeah. T- so there's some tension on set you're saying because of the yeah, of the intensity course. of the time. That's how yeah. good
0: shit happens, man. You got to get it fuzzy. And I've found <laughs> it on on the best sets and on the best work and you know Christian Bale, guess what? He's going to get mad at people. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's not going to be an easy day. You know, yeah. David Russell, these things it's not all guns and roses, man. It's mm-hmm. uh yeah. it, it can be and so that's where the work comes out then. Uh all right, I've motherfucked you, you've motherfucked me. Now let's um let's see where let's sort it out. Let's figure out what it what's real. And I'm pissed that you said that about me. I never fucked your wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, have, we
7: have that we have that argument on this show yeah. all the time. All the time. <laughs> I, it gets
0: old. I don't even know how you all get anything done with all your heated moments. Yeah, all that fucking, advice. I- yeah, for
7: sure.
0: You know, I want to say too about the Devil's Rejects. One of the great things, the the um, Ted, you mentioned how it was awkward at the movie theater, and I think the thing that was great about is great about the movie is that those awkward, uncomfortable uh moments were then served by fun participatory um smirks there was enough uh there was enough dark humor to give you a chance to breathe a little bit enough dark humor uh well i'm not a chicken fucker but that guy looks like he might be a little sexually frustrated there's enough of those things to sort of keep you um in breath and not you know, Oh my God, uh, that was awful. Um, and I feel like that is what really completes that movie is the dark humor that that's in it, uh, with some real, you know, tragic behavior, obviously that may not show up in 31. I can tell you, um, that we, you may not get the opportunity to have a giggle. It, it, oh, it you, know, <laughs> you might be white You were probably going to spend more time White knuckling and less time Belly laughing at Tootie fucking Fruity So it's a date
1: movie yeah. is what you're
0: saying Yeah bring your date okay. And uh, and <laughs> definitely Someone that you never want so, so, to talk to So Lou, <laughs> Lou Did they have Tootie
4: fucking Fruity in those ice cream cones <laughs> Did they make sure they-
0: That's what the people really want to know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: Well you know they're like Tootie fucking Fruity because I just watched yeah, it It was fresh you on know, my mind
0: I, I, I I'll be honest, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sid Haig is is a um what is that? A butter pecan. I think that he was he was that and Sherry needed some sort of vegan type of uh a soy. I don't even know if they make soy fruity. Um uh, so I'm gonna guess they were uh they were not. But that being said, didn't they get didn't was it – did Ben and Jerry's or somebody – somebody's made a devil's reject, the fucking Fruity. That was awesome.
7: <laughs> well, I think uh, – also, I, <laughs> well, I, I, I think they had a lie because I don't, I don't think uh, – uh, what, what was the type of ice cream that Sid Haig had? Pecan? Yeah. Uh, butter yeah. – pe- I don't think like butter fucking pecan yeah. or whatever has yeah. the same ring.
4: But you know –
0: That Unless, but, but fucking that's like' fucking Fruity. A- but when you have to sit on this show, he could make Butter, Buck, and Pecan uh, work. I bet. I but,
4: you know, that's one of the, the signature Rob Zombie type things that I like. You know, th- these people, like, like you said, 10th anniversary is coming up at the Devil's Rejects. And we're, and we're, and we're going to get in. We're going to ask you some, you know, stuff uh, about 31 coming up. But, uh, but, but it's like a signature with Rob Zombie. These people just killed all these people. And they want ice cream. And they stop and get ice cream, and they're sitting yeah. there licking it like little kids. Like, man, mm-hmm. this is the best ice cream ever. Not even <laughs> thinking about all the deaths and, and and peeling your face off, Lou, in the film. Is uh, yeah, that's what I love you know about Rob needed, Zombie.
0: But, but you know who needed the ice cream? You did, and everyone else yeah. sitting out there. That's the point. Rob, Rob mm-hmm. knows exactly. He's he. I mean, if. He knows what song to play. Let's just put it that way. He knows what song fits in the set list, and he knew at that moment this is where we need to have a little fun because we haven't had much fun. And and what happens next is going to be worse. So mm-hmm. let's let's just take a break here and go buy some Rhode Island Reds. <laughs> you know? And and so um I love that actor he used who's a comedian, Michael Alcott. Uh That that was selling those chickens, man. That guy was so funny and so disgusting, and and um, you know everything everything worked in that movie. And look at the end when Freebirds playing, we're rooting for those menacing killers, right, Ted? I mean, that's
7: what I've always said. That that's what the amazing thing about that movie is. You watch them not only through the Devil's Rejects, but through all of House of a Thousand Corpses. They they're like they, they kill a lot of people they're the most horrible people in the world. I mean they killed Dwight from the office for god's sakes. How horrible yeah. that. Chris but but, Poor but some, some yeah it's somehow at the end of the second movie you're you're pulling for them to win and it doesn't it's like how did he do that? I don't know.
0: You know I think I think that he does have a sense of of uh he's a cinephile like y'all and he knows what he likes. And he likes what he knows and there's not a gray area. So he recognizes, well, look, this is the movie I want to see. And this is how I want to feel. My emotions have been played and this works. This is, you know, I'm not going to get too outside of what the realities are here. And if I can spin my audience, then, then I'll have done it. If I can offend my audience. I will have been happy if i can hmm. offend them, lose them, and get them back uh i I will have won you know um I think because sherry moon zombie is his muse um I think he has a a a perspective uh, that is more than uh, just Neanderthal male, you know, can I, you know, it, it's hard to explain, but I think he understands, um, to a point, and about the time I'm like, okay, that's really cool, now she's gonna, nope, she's not gonna fall in love, Jesus Christ, she's a killer, oh my God, look out, for, she's the worst of the bunch, you know, um, just about the time I think he's ready to do some romance, he's like, <laughs> fuck that, you know, so, I don't know. Um, I think I think he does well, and I also recognize that he makes the movies he wants to make, and the times that he hasn't have been his most unhappiest times as as a a creative, and and those are times where he feels like he's either uh, has to honor and homage uh, you know, a fan base, for instance, to Halloween, John Carpenter, and the first. One that he did in Halloween, uh, the Halloween he did, the first one, which I was in. And then the second one was more of a, of a venture uh, into his own machinations of, of the mind. And then he even followed that up with Lords of Salem, which was really his Rosemary's Baby, you know. And right. And so those are the things he wants to do, you know. Right. And I, I give him credit for being the type of filmmaker that wants to keep... Uh, pressing on the envelope, oh, well, here, here, here.
4: Mm-hmm. you know, I I've always. Oh, no, I was go ahead, Sean. It's it's kind of a personal, not a personal question, but like something maybe that you prefer, you know, like like, like you were on The Walking Dead, you know, you you were behind the scenes on The Walking Dead, yeah. Uh, you were on uh like a couple of Denzel Washington movies. You were on, you know, I mean, you were in uh, The Lone Ranger for God's sakes, and Rango. Yeah, and Hunter S. Thompson was in that, but but you know, you you've been on set with with these big name actors and on these huge movie sets. Lou, is, is there a certain perk that you like, like? Like like whenever you're working with Rob Zombie behind the scenes, like say the catering, the 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 comedy, is, is there something that you look forward to whenever Rob's like, "Hey man, I need you for another another piece." Is there something behind the scenes maybe that you're like a little giddy about? Does he have like good dessert? I mean, I, we, you know, we don't
0: know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we, we, we have no that. clue about behind the scenes know. but you do behind the scenes uh well first of all it's it really is work and with rob it's it's extra work because as i said he has an expectation for you to bring something he it, he doesn't know what it's going to be and and you don't know what it's going to be but it's going to be something so there's a lot of build for that and a lot of work what i enjoy about it is is the broadness that my imagination can run um you know those daisy dukes weren't part of the costume that that we had set up uh you know what i'm wearing which is very little my ass is hanging out most of the movie um yeah I'm a little I'm, Selling I'm a little, point. Little conscious of that, body conscious. But, you know, that is uncomfortable. And that's where we wanted to be uh, with this character. And that's not something that, that's something that, you know, he comes, we talk in, in my trailer for an hour, for two hours, till we get to a place where we're like, yeah. Right. You know, it's a, it's a crazy, and the only missing is, you know, is, is a bottle of bourbon and a, and a pistol. And, uh, but we've creatively designed, and I, I actually love that. That's my favorite thing of behind the scenes with Rob, is him rolling in with some uh, cool-ass clothes that he'd just been in concert in, you know, two weeks before or something. And, okay, so let's talk about, uh, okay, And he's got a great sense of humor, and there'll be some jokes. And then I'll be like, Hey, Rob, I don't want to wear any clothes. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see your penis. Oh, we're going to have to cover that up. No, uh, you got to wear something there. Okay.
7: (laughs) Again, again, that's a thing we talk, we we say all the time on this show. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Rob and Sherry are ultra healthy uh, fanatics of good health and um they are uh they're vegans, so they that they offer uh a vegan catering now if you're not vegan and I am not, I love red meat um they that's totally available, but if you want to dabble in a little of the fair food in vegetables uh it's there, and you know what it's darn good I'm like, no wonder you're vegan that's that's damn good so um, I think you have to try extra hard to make vegetables taste good and then it, it comes out better. Um, so there's, there's that, um, believe it or not, Sherry's a girl's girl, a girly girl, you know, mm-hmm. she likes her nails and her hair and pretty things and, and blood does not interest her as much as she wears it and it's on her by God. I'm sure that Rob has to Annie up for some shopping sprees, um, because it's not something that she is desiring but as a you know as a as a you know a professional and a and a and all in as rob is she does it. right so, so well, i i kind of enjoy you know anytime i'm like well you, you know, know i'm the, i gotta go do this she's like i gotta go do this. and i'm like you got to do worse. Um, So so there's always that. And then the the reality is Rob could walk into a set and be totally nonplussed by it and change it. If it doesn't work for him, he could change an entire day of construction where that scene, we're scrapping the day on this. We're working all night to redo it. And tomorrow morning we'll shoot the scene and the set will be right. Um, so is you never know. And so what I like about that is you don't know about the day with him. And it's all, it's like Willy Wonka. And I used to say that about Tony Scott. Another guy I would say, God rest his soul. Um, who had these incredible, huge, you talk about big sets. I'm talking about helicopters and cameras in, in, uh, sofa cushions and in television screens and and that was a you know a gunfight. There was a camera running everywhere you you were you were looked uh, no place to hide. And so where does he get these amazing toys? And now Rob's become a little bit like that, but uh, much smaller. Rob likes to do it very practically. Like he likes a set that he can control. He likes playing in arenas, but he likes just the right amount of people playing with him so um but for the most part the the day is is a lot of work and very intense and there's times i've you know there's times where i've asked him what the fuck what are you doing He'd be like, I don't know. What What do you think? And I'm like, well, I think that guy's been shooting my ass the whole time. Why is he? Well, what you don't know is I've got you on this camera over here, wise ass. I'm like, all right. Well, glad I know now. I would have acted better over there. I didn't think, you know. <laughs> so uh, it is it is fun, and it I, I adore him. And golly, he's out on tour. He's touring. He's a rock star, and he's this movie's going to be so good, and he's just going to, you know. He's one of the guys that's getting better. I feel like, wow, I don't know if I can, I don't, I'm getting older. I don't know if I can get it up for these roles anymore. (laughs) Of of course, of course I can, but golly, they are, they are vicious. And, and it's because he's let us off the leash or let me off the leash so often to keep pushing my own envelope. And he's given me. That permission to continue to go more, Lou, go harder, go right, go right. faster, go. You know, the other day on set, you know, I I brought, I had the sound bring in speakers and blast music in the middle of my scene that was so loud and aggressive, but I needed everyone on that set to know what my intentions were, or what the tone of this scene was so that even craft service even even hair and makeup everyone was would be so wired and so jacked up that the whole i needed that energy in this scene everyone in every human in that in the presence of that scene, needed to be feeding that type of energy, Lou, like huh.
6: Lou. How do you get that energy? How do you, how do you place yourself in like this psycho character? head, man? What, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I'm looking
4: at, yeah, I'm looking at a picture that's this weirdo yeah, right was. now. And, and, yeah, and I know you <laughs> can't get into too much details because the movie's not been released yet. But but like yeah. Norma said, you know, the psycho head picture of you. I mean, you're wearing like thigh highs, Daisy Dukes. You got a chainsaw. I mean, I mean, dude. You look freaking scary, man. That when, when, it, when yeah, that picture hit, hit hit the interwebs, dude. I mean, it, it rocked the horror genre, man. Everybody stood for thirty one.
7: Yeah, I had no clue that was yeah. you. I was when I heard when I heard that was you. I was like, that's now shit. you look at it. You're like,
0: that's yeah, loot. it was. And you know, and Rob had been holding it back because he knew that it was going to land it that way too, and he wanted to get actually as many others as out as he could, so that that this was uh this was not going to diminish anything else cuz everyone in the movie is is just so specifically dark oh. you know even 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 the victims are dark and
4: are you a good guy
0: it is it is sorry sorry to uh, me yeah, I, I, I am I am not a pleasant person. Yeah, I don't think that's a good (laughs) gush. Look at that picture.
6: Well, (laughs) because it's all a matter of perspective.
0: It is. And thanks for asking that question because those are certainly things that you don't naturally uh, walk around or embody the the craziness of and the mayhem that this human has and disregard for humanity. Because I'm an actual, you know… I'm not the greatest humanitarian, but I, I truly do care about people. It bothers me when I see people. Su- people ask me what scares you the most, and human suffering scares me the most. You know, uh, pain, hurt, people suffering, not yeah. not death, but but human suffering. So all I do in this movie is cause suffering, and um, and so you have to really. Uh, remove yourself. Now, Rob, these are the kinds of things Rob and I talk about. And we spend hours talking about it. You know, we'll start at noon in a trailer and come out at six. And people will be like, what the hell? And But, you know, maybe it takes that type of recognition of each other's creative process to understand how we're going to get to where we want to get to. And for me, the very first thing on this character was... Uh, a lot like our old friend johnny depp who works from the outside <clears throat> in which i seldom do i typically i typically work from the inside out i typically take an experience that is unpleasant and either i've been a victim of an unpleasant situation or i've caused an unpleasant situation and i uh... It, enhance it enhance it enhance it and big until it becomes Whatever I need to do, it's it's a it's a huge, uh, powerful, rolling, steaming ball of shit that can steamroll anything. <laughs> Typically, that's how I work. But in this instance, I recognized this was even more than that was going to be. Key. So I had to find also another process to um, stimulate my 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 senses, stimulate my imagination. So I worked from the outside. Let's see how despicable how uncomfortable we can make this person it's always uncomfortable to me when someone doesn't wear a shirt and i don't Uh know i don't know what that is but not at the beach but like out on the street when you know when you see a dude walking around out on the street without a shirt typically there's something off i don't know why i say that maybe it's just me i don't know but think about it when you're walking around your neighborhood and some dude's Um, Doesn't have a shirt on. I don't mean like exercise, even exercise. Yeah, I don't Uh know. Maybe I'm off. So I recognize that flesh and skin and a lot of it, believe it or not, kind of makes me uncomfortable, particularly when there's a physicality involved. When I come upon a homeless person and he's not wearing clothes, I'm a little more nervous and reticent than I would be. If he's got a pair of overalls or yeah. something on, so so that was the very first thing I want to. And there's something about flesh and viol- and violence. There's something about flesh and violence, and I wanted flesh to show with this violence. Um, what I liked about Prometheus, do you remember the movie recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't wasn't great, but there were moments of it. I really liked those guys, those the the the, um, the aliens, the creatures that that were these sort of Greek god white dudes. You know, mm-hmm. do you Ted? Do you know what I'm talking about? Big muscle oh, guys, yeah. the big yeah. muscle man guys. They yep. they made me unsettled for mm-hmm. some reason because they weren't wearing any clothes and they were unpredictable. Right. And that's where I started building this. And then, uh-huh. believe it or not, I watched a lot of Rob Zombie. Uh, on my home video of him at concerts and videos I've taken of him on set and I watched his mayhem his his drive his intense uh, just uh, visceral approach to things and that's what people really respond to and I recognize this guy has to have a, an element of that. So it's so interesting because I feel like in Adam Banjo, I gave a little southern piece of Rob Zombie, in my opinion, the southern Rob Zombie. And in this one, I kind of, I kind of hom- homage Rob again in in my own particular way. And uh, and then we started really coming up on something here, and and and, and salacious. Uh, and, and need to um, – and, and unlike Rob, then I, I kind of removed a certain intellect to this guy and made, then gave him back a real baseness, which was seed, just male seed, mm. sperm, fucking. And I just want to fuck everything. <laughs> the like, essence, whatever, like the male whatever. testosterone. Turning. Yes. And, yeah. and, just, and just heightened that and made it really ugly. Ugly, ugly, and and so then we started, you know, then we were started to be able to apply it into the dialogue. But a lot of it is the cocksureness, physicality, the music uh, in my head, uh, the heavy metal. Um, my build on the movie, uh, I try to do a, a soundtrack, which is a song, and in this case, Rob gave it to me thankfully because I asked, um, old oh, Black Betty." By Ramajam.
1: Jam. a lamb, whoa, that's a
4: good a wedding song.
0: song. And so that,
4: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. But I think there's a band called uh, uh, Spider Bait. Is that right? I have
1: never heard of Spider Bites or Spider Bait.
0: I think it's Spider Bait. Okay, that does a, a really good version. But it, yeah, but Spider it, Bait. It, yep, yep. Yeah, so. The, the, this was sort of my build. And now I have the energy and and the aggression and the physicality. So l- clearly, I'm not wearing any clothes. I've got to be one of these guys, like a Prometheus, uh, unpredictable, no clothes, uh, awkward, uh, um, uh, un- unsettling type of person. Now you put this mask on me, this skin mask,
4: mm-hmm. and
0: and I'm not Lou. At all, and it's not Lou doing any of this. Can and all give you the freedom. Fra- then does that? I was going to say that all the and Rob helped me with this because guess what? Rob does in his shows. Where's makeup? Yeah, you know Marilyn Manson. That's not him. That wasn't Kiss. You know, and you'd be surprised. Uh, I, I know you all are wearing makeup right now. And that's why this is such a great interview. Yeah. but you you'd be surprised when you kind of remove yourself from the the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. um, There's a freedom and there's a permission given to you to do things you wouldn't. And I think this plays into all manner of fantasy, obviously eyes wide shut, um, you know, burlesque parties, porn, um, all these things, the great hypocrisy of, of halloween you know uh i i see so much cosplay now and i think it's it's incredible because when i talk to a lot of these wonderfully talented people who make their own costumes you know they're i always ask them if they have the moxie to portray them and they oftentimes they don't and i'm always curious why would you put this oh because it's not me i'm really just a soccer mom with big boobs um but (laughs) <laughs> but when I put on Wonder Woman costume i'm you know i I'm somebody, so you know i I experienced that in this in this essence, and now I really had something to go on now I didn't care who I offended because it wasn't Lou, you know it was psycho head, and that was my job my j o b Malcolm McDowell told me a long time ago on the set of Halloweens. Halloween was very difficult for me because if you've seen his director's cut, Rob, I have a very um, intense rape scene, which again isn't my natural. And it was hard, and Rob's. You know, uh, uh, Rob made it better, but Malcolm said, "Look, you you, you got to play Hitler. That's your job. That's your job. You have a job <laughs> to do, and that's to deliver that that presentation. And you can't personalize it or your now you're judging your own character, and i, I tried, I've worked hard not to judge my characters, and I think that serves me much, much better.
7: I wanted to say this character you're playing, Psychohead. Um, like, are, are you prepared for how that character is from the looks of it in this movie? It's going to probably become very iconic and become.
0: I think there'll be figures
7: made for Psychohead.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm ben. not actually. I. I. I didn't. I mean, even when we were filming, Rob would have references. Oh, there's the catchphrase. Um, you know, he's even used it. You just remember, you've been fucked by the best. And um, <laughs> I feel like I'm not. That's a great question, Ted. I feel like I'm probably not. I wasn't prepared for what the visibility of The Walking Dead was. I didn't have any idea that the show would be. Would bring it or have so much attention ar- around it with 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 what it has. So I would say no, uh, I, I'm not. Um, and that's certainly you know when you're out and you have a cool mustache. Yeah. That's you, Luke. <laughs> and a certain colloquial. Yeah, the coolest mustache. Well, I'm just, what I'm saying, Axel is much more easier to bring to a convention or a public appearance. Than Psychohead will right. be <laughs> yeah, a now, bit. Yeah. I I I feel like that will be um, a bit overwhelming, but um, but I think for sure it'll be well worth it yeah. for the will audience. We get an,
7: well, I think people there there will be people cosplaying as Psycho-Head because you see the Devil's Rejects and you look at all the characters. I mean, I was reading the the list of the names. And that that's a that's a hell of a group of a group of names, Robs. And you guys have come up with Psychohead, Doomhead, Father yeah. Murder. Um, yeah. So it's... that's you're definitely going to have. I mean, you have action figures and all sorts of you know toys of and bobbleheads of Captain Spaulding and the rest of them. You're you're probably most definitely going to have Psychohead merchandise and and yeah. cosplay.
0: It was unsettling to me, I will say. Quick story. Uh, on the Halloween, uh, we released in July, so the Halloween following July of Devil's Rejects, um, one of the companies came out with the mask, the skin mask of my face. And that Halloween, kids were showing up wearing that of my face, trick-or-treating awesome. at my at my house. Yeah, it was bizarre. And... Um, it, it, and you know, and I just was like, "Oh my God, that is so strange." Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's you know, it, it, it's humbling. It's an honor that you know people are are fantastically fanatical enough to yeah, follow yeah. through with with that. It's really becoming. Uh, I, I find it really the psychology of the cosplay to be really interesting because I see it a lot. I'm mm-hmm. I'm out with the Walking Dead quite a bit, so I am seeing more of these large shows, uh, the cosplay environment, and that that venue has really grown. It's really its own yeah, especially
4: monster. The Daryl's out there. Sometimes they trick me, Lou. I'm like, man, there's – no, it's not Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I – Dar- Dar-
7: Sean's Daryl. Uh, Sean has uh, picked up many a Daryl look-alike on the, on the yeah, street yeah. corner thinking it was the <laughs> real. That's why but, they're
4: uh, so cheap. I, 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 I yeah. did want to say yeah. this, Lou. Uh, Rachel Drummond, which is the author of The South Forsaken from Australia, is in our chat. And she said a while ago, whenever you, whenever you oh, were cool. talking about the chat, she said, I know some wrestlers that, uh, th- that are complete opposites of themselves when they're out of the ring. The mask definitely helps. So you, you talk so about having the mask on, and, I, you, and it kind of opens up. Yeah. Uh, I guess the craziness and all for you. I
0: think if you if you've had Bill Mosley on or you've been around him, you'll recognize he's as far from Otis. I mean, Sid Haig has a certain presence and gruffness about him. Bill Mosley as Otis does. But Bill Mosley as the person does not. You know, so I think that there there are elements of character that you know Johnny, as a matter of fact, Johnny Depp is a very shy, uh, in, introspective person, self aware, and and quirky, yes, but not big and gregarious like Captain Jack at all. And um, and so I, I yeah, I think that's a good reference on the wrestlers. And speaking of, we lost a Wonderful wrestler and actor, actually Roddy Piper. Recently, mm. that was so yeah, sad, man. and I'd never worked with with Rod, uh, but I, I was scheduled to do a film with him, and and uh, unfortunately that that can't happen, and and too young yeah. too as well. Yeah, you're it- so, mm-hmm. um, My, I'll, I'll- and you know that being said, we're starting. This year, as we spoke about ten years with the Devil's Rejects, we, we've lost some people. Um, uh, you know, obviously Jeffrey Lewis, I had mentioned, and Tom Towles, who's who's just lovely, lovely man, fantastic actor. Uh, portrait Henry, portrait of a serial killer with with uh, Michael Rooker, and and Thousand Cor- Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Um, Matthew McGorry, who who played Tiny the Giant in Devil's Rejects, we lost him uh, several years back. Karen Black, who was the original Mother Firefly, uh, we've lost her, and recently Erwin Keyes, unfortunately, who was uh, a really great character actor. Um, and there's there's more. I guess we're all kind of coming to that age where we're we're seeing more. Of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. than when we were yeah. kids. We didn't pay attention to people die. Yeah, because we I like Karen so. Black in um, the so, was it,
4: Trilogy of Terror back, you yeah, know, that was ages ago. What the, yeah. the little voodoo yeah. doll that come to life?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's special. She's been great in so many, many, many things. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's always sad uh, because you kind of. Because our films and because those particular people have been in iconic films as iconic characters, we sort of place them in that place forever. And you never think that's going to go away, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and it it, it becomes uh, it's a good reality check to to enjoy uh, enjoy those people. That's why I always say if there's someone out there you want to meet, go say hello. You know, you only get one chance. Who knows who's going to be? And I, I appreciate that too. If I'm in a supermarket and someone says, "Hey, are you Lou Temple? Wow, I'm a huge fan." It doesn't bother me a a minute. I, I would, I would want to meet people that that I'm a big fan of. And hell, you know,
4: you you got people that's in the superstar world, and and you've worked on the biggest sets that's out there. And and I got to say, you know, me and Matt Bradford uh, had a chance to meet you in person. And, and dude you were yeah I got that picture yeah, it's my it's, yeah man you're one of the most genuine dudes <laughs> I remember I was me and my wife were standing there you you done a bumper for zombie cast you introduce us each week and uh I remember watching and, and there was a family that were like that maybe maybe you know maybe they couldn't pay the prices that that the con was was charging or whatever you know for the signatures and stuff dude and I sit there and watch you pull the thing out and be like you know you know you would meet somebody and you you would Actually, sign something and hand it to him. You know, no no money wanted. You know, for, for for this person. But yeah, I was like, man, that's a genuine dude right there. And and it was in the first Atlanta Walker Stalker. And I remember this lady walked up. and She had some old like like Western books. And man, and you took the time and looked through the books oh, right. with her, and uh, and. I remember I was like, you know, some of those actors from The Walking Dead, I was kind of hesitant to get bumpers. And sometimes they were grouchy, dude. But you come all out, man. You made sure my recording was done. You're like, dude, we want to get this right. And it, it was flawless. You know, you, you like, listen back to it. You you, know, you made sure that me and my wife had got the recording right. Uh, and, and you're like, dude, do you want to pose for a picture with me? And, and me and you took a picture, dude. And I wanted to tell you, on the la- the last time you were on here, you were talking about the story with Johnny Depp. On the set of the Lone Ranger, where he passed out the Lone Ranger rings, and you showed us last time on video, you're like, "Look, I wear a Lone Ranger ring," but the picture me and you took, you were wearing this blue suit, like this classy Lou Temple original suit, dude, which was awesome. But but I had the ring, dude, the Johnny Depp ring on my shoulder, man. So uh, I, I felt touched, man, because yeah, I love some Hunter S. Thompson and Johnny Depp, and dude, I, I love you, man. I, I just want you to okay. know, man, you're so original, man. You're so you're so not Hollywood. Yeah. We lose Lou! I'm like,
6: uh oh. It
1: was too much. Lou. It was too much for Lou. I think he's, <laughs> no, I think he's...
7: I
4: think he's trying to that. gather himself. There you go. In yeah, you're, you're here
1: now. Yeah, yeah there you're here. you,
4: but, 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 you blew but You're, you're chair. nothing Hollywood, dude. You're all original, man, and I love it.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I try. I try to really um be available because um because I think it, it makes it easier. You know, it it, it it it's really a lot less effort to try to please somebody or help somebody along with what they may be having a hard time saying or having a hard time doing, whether it's in their pocket or just in their expression than it is to take the time and energy to deny them. Yeah. You know that actually takes more energy than and and because now you've got to really explain yourself. So by the time you explain yourself or what your motive is, here's why I'm not going to take care of you, buddy. Because da 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 da. You know that's just an ugly path that nobody needs to.
4: Nope. I
7: think it am dead.
0: He's he's coming back.
4: No human
0: right Uh and we all have we have to take care of each other in that in that form Uh, and look if you lose the respect of the people that are you want to respect yourself I want to respect everyone that comes in my presence and I want them to have that same respect and care for me and so if you lose that sense of that then I think you're lost you know and I, I don't I don't think your work is going to be sound. You know, I I find my work in characters that are that have needs, just like the people, and just like me. The people that I encounter, and and the people that I play, and the people that I am, you know, there, there's needs and desires and wants, and most of those are centered around love or or, or compassion, right. and even the characters like. That are incompassionate have lost their compassion because of some bad route somewhere, and you know that's that's where I try to center up yeah. the work. So it serves me better to be a good dude than to be yeah. an asshole. I, I, yeah. For me, I, well, I you know,
4: my wife saying "Lou, and, and, and like I said." We'll move on because it, this is uh m- my man crush for you. But, you know, like my wife was saying, she's like, you know, she, she <laughs> said, you know, you can take, say, say the lead people from The Walking Dead and they've got huge accomplishments. But you got Lou this on The Walking Dead. But, but Lou, dude, you've conquered so much other than The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is just one greatness yeah. on, on your thing. I mean, you know,
0: I mean, you know people ask me about it all the time and I do recognize its incredible popularity but I also recognize that it's 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 different than a rob zombie movie it's it's different than a horror movie it's it is its own thing and 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 the horror genre actually is its own thing too I I would never I, I would never candidly say the two share a lot of common ground interestingly and um uh, they do obviously because there's fans that cross over, uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, but they, they are different and I'm proud of being attached to, to, to several genres and fa- facets of a career that, that I've been fortunate to, to have, you know, been able to maintain and continue to do so. I, I, I continue to look for, for new work and new projects and, um, uh, you know, try to keep building and and do work outside of my comfort zone and outside of the the wheelhouse, as I call it. The you know the typical thing that I do and and um, chameleon, just keep doing. You know, keep shedding skin and growing new right, skin. Right. As it, Dude, as I, it I could I could picture you awesome. doing
4: on Golden Pond. I could picture you doing. With Willie Nelson, I can picture you doing hard, dude. I mean, you can do it all, Lou, dude. I mean, I can see you doing Academy Award, which, you know, a lot of times the horror genre, it, and it's a shame, is overlooked for 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 the actors, which, you know, it, dude, I, I, I can't wait to see Psycho
0: Head, man. I, I'm excited. You know, yeah. I always I appreciated Bill Moseley, because Bill's a really talented actor, as you know, and he's, he's an incredibly intelligent guy with, uh, you know, a wide breadth of of knowledge and a capacity to implement that knowledge and emotion. And so I always thought about him in a a variety of work, uh, the type of variety of work that I typically actually go out for. Um, And, you know, he told me, he said, Lou, you know, the thing is, is uh, in this genre, in this genre, I get to work. I get to build a character. And in a studio picture, oftentimes I don't. And I, I recognize and respect that. And I never underestimate the opportunities that I've had in the horror genre to build Adam Banjo or Psycho Head or the Sheriff Winston or in, in, in uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw yeah. or, or or Noel Klug's in Halloween. Um, but I also recognize I've had great opportunity um, – uh, to do a Locust Fender in Domino or Ned Oldman in Unstoppable or a Hollis in the Lone Ranger or, or Mr. Ferguson in Ringo, you know? And so I, I <laughs> able to say, well, I didn't just deliver the message. I wasn't the messenger on the right also in big studio films. So, uh, I I hear what Bill's saying, but I try to also implement that in the big studio stuff as well. And, and they're different, you know, sometimes, uh, the corporate commerce, uh, project, it is what it is. And and you've got to play nice with the process. Sometimes you got to go to dinner with the bankers and, um, and make them feel good too. And, um, you know, that's, Maybe a couple of those afford you the opportunity to do smaller, heartfelt, creative projects. Uh, alternatively, and you know, so I I try to stay open to everything. Um, you know, we're in a very we're in a, a very uh, wide open, wild west environment right now in our entertainment because we've got so many means to to experience it. You know, we we used to go see smaller films in art house theaters. Um, now I suppose the Internet is our art house theater and, and we stream things on Hulu, Netflix, uh, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, what, what have you, what not. I mean, I, I'm up for television shows that I don't even know where they play. Robert Rodriguez has a whole a whole network, El Rey. Where uh, you know he's building yeah. some some great work. Um, so there's there's a, a a real dearth, a need for stories to be told. I think because we're actually going away from the networks and corporate advertising, we have some freedom in our storytelling methods, in our approach, in our language, in our content because. Maybe advertising, maybe Tide and households aren't selling the program as much. Maybe it's okay to say fuck uh, a a few more times on the streaming show on Netflix. Does that make sense? Maybe the work is a a little grittier today. Maybe we're we're seeing some really great stuff and the networks are are recognizing this and, and... uh, competing as, you know, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna not just throw out the formulaic, you know, series, we're, we're gonna add some, some color to it or, or whatnot. It, yeah. So I think that's, I think awesome. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and that being said, never more have I experienced, um, change the winds of change are constant the teutonic plates that we stand on in the entertainment field are shifting more now than they did five years ago and even five years before that and i think that for a young person that's getting into the industry and some of our fine young talent that is very natural but for some older dogs and some of the ogs and the the behavior pattern of what they're used to and experiencing—it's difficult to adjust to that change. And I'm—I'm um, I'm proud that I am trying to, to, uh, diligently to continue to adjust. I think someone like Rob is is able to adjust to those changes to recognize. Here's how you go about getting things done now. Here's how you go about. Branding. Here's my brand. Here's why it's marketable. I mean, you do this, you do this with your show right here, and and, and it it's important, and um, it's second nature for people of this generation. But for an older actor, for instance, to have to sort of, so I'm going to sit down and have a meeting. And what's your brand? Um, he might be thinking about breakfast cereal, you know. Right. And uh, I, I find that to be as interesting as anything. The one thing that doesn't change, folks, is the North Star. Just look up, and that will be that. That you know, taxes and death—they're going to change. I, we're living longer; that's a change. Yeah. And, and I cheat on my—I t- don't. Well, I could cheat on my. T- <laughs> That—that's a change. But that North Star's always up there, and that's one thing you can you can hang on to if you get a little lost. Yeah. I always sort of throw that out there and um an actor taught me that on stage and oftentimes you'll look at actors and they'll look up and they've had that advice and they're just hanging on if they're a little lost in a scene or whatnot right. so uh, um but you're experiencing change in, in this programming in the in the podcast and the webcast you you experience it all the time don't you
4: you know we do lou the first time we had you on you know we were just kind of a just kind of a, a you know a front porch conversation sh- show, you know. And since then, you know, we've become uh, affiliated with uh, with actually Eli Roth and the Crypt, and you know, with the official Zombie Research Society radio show with uh, Matt Moak. He's on here, uh, right? Much. So yeah, we, you know, we've yeah. grown. Yeah. You know, with the whole zombie genre but but, it, but it's neat, you know, to to have people to listen to our show, you know, to recognize, hey man, you know, I'd like to meet you one day or you know, meet up with people that listen to the show, dude. Yeah. It's 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 mind blowing. I, I just want to go through a couple of things, Lubick, because uh, yeah you know, uh, uh, some things that you've been on that, that maybe people don't know because they may not watch it. You've been on uh, let's say Walker Texas Ranger. You were in the movie Twenty One Grams. Yeah
0: started there. Huh? Uh C S I uh, you know, Walker, I'll go ahead Walker, Texas Yes they, uh, That was a place I cut my teeth That was actually My first um, Network Television show It was, it was um, You know Angels in the Outfield Was sort of The first studio huh. picture But Walker was sort of The first time I had been exposed And Most recently I just uh, I just did a run On a show Called Longmire Which is on Netflix now. I heard about that Yeah And it's Western. It's it's a modern-day western. I reason it to be this generation's uh, Walker Texas Ranger, a consternated lawman in, in big, wide-open spaces that um, has to sort of uncover what the problems are. And uh, I've enjoyed the work, that particular work with this particular cast. It's it's super super great. Really proud of Twenty One Grams. I thought that was such a special movie, and obviously um, all the people involved from the director Alejandro in is an Oscar winner to, um, Sean Penn, who's clearly incredible. By the way, have you seen Sean in, in this, uh, this guy's got a body of a, 30 a year old All sudden, uh. I mean, God, I he's, he's buff. He's like mm. Tom Hardy. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Benicio del Toro was in that movie and Naomi Watson. They're so talented and so great. Um, uh, and then um Dude. you mentioned uh, CSI Miami yeah. uh which was which was fun I I enjoyed that uh that was a very popular show obviously did you know that Rob Zombie actually directed an episode oh. of that movie or that oh. show oh. Yeah he sure did and he used um uh he used Malcolm McDowell and, and he used uh Sherry was in it. Uh uh he used some of his old uh his old faithfuls. He didn't have a place for, for me in that, but he had uh, uh Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and uh he used Mike Michael Madsen and Bill Forsyth. So um so that was great. Uh my episode in CSI Miami um I, I was Interestingly, because we've had an incident where apparently we lured a lion out of some woods, <laughs> I was selling bear bait in in the uh, in the Everglades for hunters to lure bear out of the <laughs> woods, which um, led to several kids getting mauled or something. But it was really part of a crime. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, CSI. Uh, I- I've done N- NCIS, I think, yeah. as well. Wow, uh, nice. And- and criminal minds interesting house um, the ncis the ncis I did uh young scout taylor taylor compton um, mm-hmm. was in it who does the halloween franchise her and i are set up to do a movie uh later this month and i'm excited about that because she's uh, she's very talented right. obviously and the uh house uh, the the criminal oh. criminal minds I did was an interesting uh, topic of uh, about autism and how just disrupting an autistic person's routine can cause havoc in their world of is of which I did unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, there's some interesting episodic television. House, you your own, own
4: house also. For oh. sure, very cool.
0: House was uh, always uh, a lot of fun. Um uh, you know that that's some quality work man, it was, it was uh,
4: interesting. I, I I I don't know, man. I'm just starstruck, well, I guess. Deja vu with uh, Denzel Washington. I'm I'm seeing you know you were you were in uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Unstoppable, Rango, Kills on Three, the video game, Criminal Minds, Rango, uh you know I, I mean Hawaii yeah, Fabio Justified uh, Dude, you've done it all. Man. I
0: enjoyed the whole, the whole world's dumbest criminal and justified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun because I I got to work with my old buddy Tim Oliphant, who had such a nice run on that show and he's he's uh, he's really great. Obviously, um, the Hawaii Five O is great because you're in Hawaii and it's it's like a two week paid vacation. Nice. And, ah, it's so great, you know. It's it's really it's really delightful, and uh, you know, as long as they get the rainbow, uh, whenever you know there'll be a rainbow that comes out, and they got to stop everything that they're doing, whatever scene they're on, and shoot the rainbow. Um, they're okay. They'll they'll go on forever. Uh, that's a pretty place to go work. I can nice, tell you that.
7: Nice. Well, well, Lou, I have an idea for a uh, talking to you over the last hour. I've come up with a brilliant idea for a thriller. That I want, I want to pitch to you right right now. I only have the title, but maybe we can work together. <laughs> all right. the the movie The movie is called Naked and Uncomfortable. Uh, this it, sounds
0: it it sounds like uh, it sounds like a, a perfect uh, Oscar winning. You know, we'll get uh, Gus Van Sant to shoot it, <laughs> and hmm. and we'll all be uh, real uncomfortable. My be uh, better,
4: Lou. I swear, I got a name too. Rab the stash Ride the stash <laughs> yeah. well that,
7: no that that's that was going to be that, that was well
0: that, that was going to be uh, that's that was going to be the angle who was going to play we we talked about the stash last time but you know
2: what what was going
0: on at the time I was doing lone ranger I was doing lone ranger when I and I had this western um Texas ranger uh mustache that Gore Verbinski had asked me to do. And then Barry Pepper came in and he was having, he didn't even grow his was the whole thing. He had his hair and makeup do it and and wanted it even bigger than mine. And I had to bring my (laughs) tips down so as not to, because Barry was higher on the call sheet. So that, uh, so that put me down the ladder. But when I got hired on Walking Dead, I was still doing um, the Lone Ranger and, They said, well, we'd love to have you come do Axel. And I said, no, uh, the problem is I'm still on this show and I've got this facial hair, this mustache specifically, and you're not going to want that. And they said, oh, yeah, we totally want that. And I said, no, you say that now, but I know how it's going to go. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm playing hard to get, like maybe I can get a little more money. And they're like, no, no, we really want you. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll do it down the road uh, next time. Next time a role comes up, you let me know. And then I was nervous, and they call, finally they did call back. They go, "Look, motherfucker, we want the stache." <laughs> <What> <fuck?"
2: laughs>
0: well, since then, my mustache has more appeal than I do. I think it has Axel Stash has more Twitter followers than, than, than <laughs> Axel do. And, you know it's so, um, you know, it, it's so iconic, or I don't know if it's iconic, but there is that element that wow your stash is getting hired. You aren't, you know. Or <laughs> I, I always show up thinking, oh, they're going to cut my hair and my facial hair and my mustache, and they never do. Even on this thing, Longmire, recently, I was thinking, oh, wow, they're going to – and they didn't. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just live with it right, right now. Right, right. Uh, it's
7: it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Tom Selleck, Sam Elliott, Lou Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> – that's it, man. That's a hell of a group to be a, a, a mix with. I'll tell you. Um, that's good. And, uh, man. I always thought, I, I always thought that I would put out a coffee table book called all of me. Why not take all of me on all the body parts that I've <laughs> lost? Uh, uh, you know, I got my face cut off in devil's rejects and Texas chainsaw, R Lee Ermey blew my head off. And in domino, Mickey Rourke blows my arm off. And, uh, uh, I get my nuts sliced off in uh, in Devil's Rejects as well. So uh, and shot in the head yet again in in, in Walking Dead. So I, Michael I think Myers
7: I, got you too. What, what, oh, what did Michael yeah, Myers do I, to you? How, could I,
0: how could I forget that? You know, <laughs> I'm, for I'm scheduled to be part of a. You know, it rings to my mind with Tyler Maine in in Halloween, Michael Myers. That guy's so big. And yeah, he, I've
7: met him. He's ginormous,
0: and he can get you. He can. He's an old. You know, he's he's a wrestler as well, and he can get you in the air. He can get you lifted. Um, but I'm scheduled with a movie with. Uh, you know, first it was he and I and, and Leslie Easterbrook, but all of a sudden it's like an I. It's like a page of of, of horror icons. It's called um, William Frost.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: where I play the title character and uh, he's a yeah. mortician um, and he cremates his neighbor kids because they're loud. Oh. Right. Oh, wow. And then, and then helps the parents mourn, you know, brings tea and cookies over and tries to help them get through the loss of their missing children. Oh, man. Um, that is crucial. Yeah. So. so yeah I'm sort of looking forward to that. I don't know why <laughs> the tea and cookies bar at least uh so you know it's 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 there's always there's always something out there and I think actually based on the the type of cast that they've put together there's they've generated so much interest because there's not one person that doesn't have a huge following you know in in some form or fashion and Rob has a, an element of that you know Rob hired a really great dude named um Lawrence Hilton Jacobs and y'all know him or maybe some of you know him as Freddie Boom Boom Washington, uh, from Welcome Back, yeah. Cotter. Uh. Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cote, Mr. Cotte. So, uh, that was great. And of course, um, he brought back, um, uh, Jeff Phillips, who he likes very much. Jeff was, uh, in Lords of Salem. He's, uh, he, he's very talented and, um, E.G. Daily, of course, uh, that we all adore from way back in Pee Wee, but voice of Babe the Pig and Rugrats and, and so many things. She's just very talented. She's, uh, she's great. Um, so Rob's really good at bringing some cool people like Weird Al Yankovic or, uh, um, What's the other guy from the monkeys? Not Davy.
7: Oh, uh, it was, he was Peter. On, oh, Mickey.
0: Eater. Yeah, Mickey. <laughs> Dolan. Mickey
7: yeah, I I'm trying to think. It was it Peter? He Monkey. was in. Uh, he, was on too, yeah. <laughs> he was in the Halloween too.
0: Yeah, he was in the Halloween. Yeah, you're right. So I'm always <laughs> or Howard Howard Hessman from, from WKRP was in his recent Halloween, right? Uh, you know, I'm always interested in in some of the really great people that that are brought back we you know we lose touch of a little bit and and they're brought back like you know um I got to work with Tom Wopat recently on this Longmire show uh from the Dukes of Hazard. he was uh he and John Schneider did right. that which I guess is kind of ta- all of a sudden that went from being you know we're full circle in here folks because we started with Daisy Dukes and now we're yeah, back at the Dukes of <laughs> Hazard. um which which tells how renegade your podcast is because we're not supposed to talk about that southern confederacy at all. <laughs> uh, no, no, before. no.
7: We, we, Dukes of Hazzard is now very taboo. You can't Absolutely. Yeah.
0: For all those years, we adored that. And another yeah. one that we had a, a crush on, we have to remove that all from our... So from,
7: I'm from... Uh, I am from. I actually grew up in Georgia, so obviously Dukes of yeah. Hazard was a big part of my upbringing, and I was like, I just... Yeah, I'm like no one was mad for the 35 years that show, the show's been aired until just about a month ago. Exactly. So, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's just it's 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 bizarre. Our hypocrisy, uh, which is such a fun word to say and such an easy word to um, portray, it's such a behaviorally. Um, but I always like this line from. Uh, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. The Big Daddy used to say the mendacity of it all. I love that word, mendacity. And I find hypocrisy to be a lot like that. And the word, ostensibly. Those are those are some really great words that actors love to say and tickle. Or maybe I just like wow. them. It could be the, the, the sh- no wearing the shirt thing, too. I don't know. These are my little foibles. Yeah, you're getting my A-game today. Your Lugisms. Uh, yeah, that's,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well Lug, dude, I want to thank you for coming on. Our, our time's running up on the live broadcast, dude. But, but you know what? You've always gave us more time than we deserve with you, man. And, and I just want to thank you for giving ZombieCast that, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, it's always an honor talking with you.
0: Well, it's my pleasure. Obviously, I, I enjoy visiting with you all, and I, I think you do a, a fantastic job. It's The proof's in the pudding with how much attention and and your audience. And, uh, you know, I I like to relate to the audience as that, you know, and I'm the audience as opposed to fans, because I feel like they're a big part of the team and they're, they're providing as much information as we are. And there's a symbiotic relationship. And I think it's important to uh, have that recognition and respect of such. So I, I seldom, term fan but uh but i am uh i'm an atlanta braves fan yeah, me too. by the way uh, mm-hmm. which is which is not um as cheerful uh this year <laughs> as it has been <laughs> in the past but, uh, it was, was cheerful
7: cheerful in the uh the mid ni- early 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 mid 90s lou and then yeah. i just it became too heartbreaking
0: you know what's cheerful? Uh, this this couple Sundays ago, John Smoltz was, was asked to come be part of the uh, top echelon of baseball in the Hall of Fame. And the year before that, we had uh, both Tom Glavin, um, Greg Maddox, and, and our delightful skipper, Bobby Cox. So mm-hmm. I think the Braves, they're getting theirs, you know? Uh, yeah. And Atlanta is one of the really great towns. I work there with The Walking Dead, and we're in and out of Atlanta a lot. But it's one of the really great towns in America. It's really become, uh, in my opinion, just a fantastic place. And a um, great place to eat. I meet more foodies on tour there than any place in America. It's it's fantastic. Yeah,
7: stuff. Nice. Have you have you ever had the uh, the America the America burger? What's that? What's that called? Matt? Red,
0: white, what's and blue burger.
7: burger? Oh yeah. Have you ever had the red, white, and blue uh, burger uh, in Atlanta, Lou? Because uh, our very own had one of those at last two years ago. Walker Stalker, and then they didn't have it at the most recent Walker rock. Stalker. Devastated. And as a at Canadian, the... I've been trying to recreate it
1: here, and it just hasn't worked for me. So if you ever come across that red, white, and blue burger, let me know where it is because I will
0: travel for that. <laughs> I will. Uh... <laughs> I'll have one sent to you, Matt. We're in Can- we're in Canada. Are you? <laughs> I'm just north of Toronto, about an hours north. Uh, you know, do you ever uh, make
1: your way up here sometimes?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I I do. Um, I was in Calgary.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh, Early. was. I mean, this was during uh, hockey playoff season. They made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were playing Vancouver, and and I got to go to a hockey game. Uh, with the arrow, Stephen Amell invited oh, me, wow. which was amazing because he's an a incredible hockey enthusiast and knowledgeable. And I'm a hockey fan uh, by virtue of just enjoying the sport in watching it. It's a very participatory sport. If you're there in right. person, it's fantastic. And my and other in
1: Calgary for sure.
0: It, Calgary was great. It was a yeah. sea of red. And I was there also with Rosario Dawson, who has this great new show. Uh, um
4: I saw pictures from that
0: which is Daredevil and she's uh, yes. apparently apparently it's great and she's great in it and that was so much fun and I Calgary was fantastic I'm assuming their big rodeo the Stampede is great that way Toronto by the way is having a, a great baseball season this past week they had made a lot of There's moves yeah. yes and and so I think they're feeling really filled up with hope and promise um but I will say this: a lot of times when you build something, uh, the most important person is Bill Nye, the chemistry guy, because mm-hmm. you have to you have to have chemistry. There's got to be a balance, and you can put all the great stars you want in something, but if it doesn't have the right genesis quoi, then it's it's lost. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that's not the case with Toronto. Uh, clearly, it is not the case with uh with with zombie net because you're doing such a great job and y'all y'all are you know landing it so big congratulations and thank you for having yeah, this dude, part and, of it and, and you know Thanks, buddy. So
4: sometimes Absolutely. the boss is hard thank to you. reach lou so you know when media stuff comes up you know for 31 uh, let him know about zombie cast dude we do reach the globe man and uh it, it, you know every week dude every monday night we'll do, it.
0: We'll do it. for those of you out there looking for me uh um uh, i'm on twitter that's actually me dealing with it and as you know uh um that uh lou temple actor on twitter the facebook page is a fan page but they always get me uh the messages so if you ever want to message me i always actually do receive those um you know fan mail again here we use that word fan but i get it it comes to me it goes through uh, a source um um a mail source but it, it does end up with me and I attend to all of it personally so if that's you awesome. want to send something just know that that is me and I try to do something rather personal write you a note back to let you know I read your letter and um, I think that's uh, that's important and appropriate so reach out to me stay on top of zombie net they're gonna be um, I, I, I the next thing for Matt in the next conversation I wanna have I want to spend a, a a topic discussing zombie in the form of infection or live virus. Yeah, we have that all the every week. We have that debate. Yes, so next do. time you're on, we'll have and to dig. Really, into that. because yeah. because I'm interested. We have a lot of live virus, and we are host to a lot of parasites. And we we have a very natural live virus in the form of shingles, which could mm-hmm. rear its ugly head and. And probably pandemic, this entire world. So I'm, I'm, I feel like these types of things aren't so supernatural. And mm-hmm. I want to, you know, open that discussion. And uh, that and I'm sure you time, you man. you already do. But uh, but as we are here and we've run out of time, I thank you so much for listening to me. Talk on, yeah, talk yeah. on. Bob hey is Bob? you, buddy. That's you awesome. Know, we just
6: appreciate yeah. coming on. We know you're. You know, we really look up to you, and you're just, you're just an amazing,
4: swell guy.
0: Oh, that's very, very tell, kind. Tell Thank Rob you. Zombie
4: he don't know what he's missing, Lou. <laughs> I'm sure
0: just one,
6: one quick question, because I know Please. that Rachel uh, in our chat has been dying to find out yes. if you will be making any tours in Australia
0: soon. I'm not scheduled for Australia. I know they're always trying. And, you know, Vincent Ward, my partner on the show, he's been. I think he went, and and it was great. Every time I get one scheduled, I unfortunately get an acting job and have to go to work. But uh, let Rachel know I really want to go to Australia. I know their fans and their audience is amazing. And and what we're trying to do is build something where it's it's a group of us. You know, so it's okay. it's a it's a big payoff that they can get down there. I'm I'm fairly certain Walker Stalker is branching out internationally now. And I'm I'm fairly certain that they'll put one up in, uh, you know, Sydney or, or Melbourne or, uh, you know, Brisbane or something. And um, and, and pro- actually probably all three of the big cities and make it a, a bit of a tour, you know, and I can see that in the work. So, yes, let her know we're on our way. Nice. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, Thank you, Rachel. Right. Thank you. Hang right, in there, Lou. for us.
7: Lou, and you <laughs> – Can I have, okay. I have one last little question for One last little question for Lou, and uh, I'll be yep. Uh Could you – next time you're on the set of 31, could you put in a good word uh, with Ginger Lynn for our friend Sean yeah, here? I,
4: I, like to hear, I want to get
0: Ginger <laughs> on here,
7: dude,
4: because yeah, she was in the Devil's Rejects
7: also. <laughs> Sean,
4: lo- Sean loves the
7: Ginger yeah.
0: Lynn. She is so great. You know, and, and – I used the term soccer mom I think earlier, and the reality, Sean is well she's not based on her you know her <laughs> yeah. career and, and, but, but really she's so normal and so you know easy and she might talk about a recipe for you and um, you know it might
4: yeah.
0: it might be making apple pie right, right. a little yeah. different. Uh, it still <laughs> as we saw,
4: it's still happens. as we saw with uh, Captain Spaulding, uh, What in the Devil's Rejects? Her, yeah, earn him on the bed. Uh, at the she,
0: uh, she is. Uh, she's she's great, and she was great. You know what? Uh, side light story. She was. Uh, she had just had knee surgery in that scene, and she was in a lot of pain. And she pulled that thing off. She was. She oh was, boy, did
4: she? Did she? Yes. Yeah. So uh so so, so so tell Ginger about the Zombie Cast. Lou, but dude, we want to thank you again, man. And uh you've always got a home here at Zombie Cast, man. And uh we're blessed to have a friend like you, Lou.
0: All right, guys. Thank you all thank so you much. Tonight. Appreciate it. My love and uh all right, over night. Good night, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy. Good night. All right. Bye enjoy Keep, Be Keep being good to each other. You uh, follow, follow me.
4: I'll you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> <Got laughs> good night, Lou. All right. Good, good night, night. Oh, man. Such a good guy. So, guys, let's get to the wrap up show. A long show this week. No. Uh, so, uh, Ms. Norman, where can people find you?
6: You can find me on Twitter under Normie477, or you can find me on all games on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Knuckleballer Radio, and come find me on Facebook under right.
4: And Tedekin, where can people find you? Uh, Tedekin
7: on everything Xbox Live, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Vine on and
1: on
4: yes. and on. Madam McFly.
7: Yo,
1: buddy. Madam um, McFly at Madam Matt McFly, M E T T O M C F L Y, and Tuesday nights on uh, Video Game nice. Outsiders. You can
4: find me on twitter.com slash Freeman 5. My Xbox One gamer tag is Freeman Daddy number 7. Freeman Daddy 7. Uh, add me there. I don't game much, but I will game some. I've been playing World of Tanks a lot. <laughs> uh, But on behalf oh. of the okay. Miss Miranda Angry, Mr. Cowboy Chris, Angers. Mar- Ang- Ms. Mar- Ms. 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 Angers, Miranda Angers. I said angry. Miranda Angers. Uh, Cowboy Chris, Mr. Lou Temple himself, the Mr. Derek H. Uh, thanks for broadcasting broadcasting us. Uh, Mr. Normalatte Tedekin Madam McFly, myself, Freeman Daddy Five. We can call episode Wonderful One Sixty Five. Total Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. Yeah.